Here we go. Tuscaloosa Toyota powers the program each and every day. Tuscaloosa Toyota. If you're thinking about a new Tundra, Tacoma, two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive. How about a four-runner? Certainly two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive. You'd have probably appreciated that four-wheel drive in the last couple of days. Uh, got a lot of news around the world of college athletics. We're going to discuss that. The transfer portal is an absolute disaster. And can you imagine, can you even go back to understand that there was people who told you, people that were uh, somewhat connected, uh, that this was going to be a great thing for college football. I'd love for those guys to explain yourself, but uh, when you look at this NIL transfer portal world, can you imagine going back to the college football bureaucrats in a room and they said, you know, I think it's a good idea if a coach leaves a program that we're going to open up a 30-day window. But this is the chaos. You can blame uh, the kids or you can just say this is what they're taking advantage of the rules that are put in front of them. But uh Like I said, when you look at the future of college athletics, uh, will it not be the same? Uh, Saw Josh Newberg, which Josh has been a longtime reporter. He said transfer portal needs to be fixed. The situation with Alabama will cause change. Bama is penalized because they made the playoffs, and Nick Saban retired afterward. This team, the last team to make a change, gets shafted in the portal. And and we'll see if there is any change. I don't really know if you can do anything because now you've let, you know, the cat out of the bag. Can you put it back in the bag? I don't know. Uh, when you look at the world of college athletics, it's a mess. It's chaos. And what will Alabama do? Caleb Downs, and I know by now at 2 o'clock you've already heard this. Caleb Downs putting his name in the transfer portal. Caden Proctor putting his name in the transfer portal. You know, you look at this question that I asked yesterday. When you think about this roster right now, the way that it's being gutted, you back up and you think, what are realistic expectations? Uh, that has even changed, for my opinion, in the last 24 hours. Now, you can replenish some of that, and who knows? You, you think about Jim Harbaugh possibly going to the National Football League, and then you say, well, that's going to open up that roster. And then if Brian Kelly, which seems to be a target, uh, could possibly leave for Baton Rouge, and, and that's just at this point, it's just scuttle, right? Jim Harbaugh may go back to Michigan and love on the Wolverines after winning their national title. By the way, did, they did win that, right, because nobody's really even talked about the Michigan Wolverines and uh, letting them take their victory lap. Nick Saban's conversation in Alabama is, is just uh, overrided what's happened in Ann Arbor. But uh, if Jim Harbaugh decides to go to the National Football League, most people think that he will. Then uh, who fills that spot? So you got two rosters there. So this chaotic environment that we've got in the world of college athletics, it is exploding. And listen, you're 227 days away from Alabama's first game. You've got two portal windows that are open, right? Now you've just got... The, the colleges that are losing their coaches. You've got UW and you got Alabama. And if Jim Harbaugh leaves, then they'll open up that. If whoever replaces him, whatever coach steps into that, that portal will now be open for 30 days. So this is the world of college athletics. And I think in a place like Alabama, you should be okay. But at some point, the talent, when you begin to lose players like Caleb Downs, Caden Proctor, I don't really look at, at yes, he is an important piece. I don't think there was any doubt that he was going to develop. But when you look at the production, 
I've seen a lot of freshman players have stepped into his position or other positions of that offensive line and played much better than Caden Proctor. Uh, and, and how much could he be able to prove? Well, I asked Josh from College Football Nerds coming up in a couple of minutes because when you think about the sacks that that young man gave up, it was more than the entire UW offensive line as a whole. I mean, let that sink in. So Caden Proctor, no doubt, big-time talent. You lose that to me. Caleb Downs is is the one that hurts. Chris Hummer is going to be with us at 4 o'clock. Chris wrote an article just a couple of hours ago talking about Caleb Downs, and he said, really, if you think about his value, that it's going to be more than a million dollars. Now, let that sink in just for a couple of minutes, that his value is going to be more than a million dollars. So when you look at Caleb Downs, can you blame him? Can you blame him? I mean, you could say, well, he needs to be loyal to Alabama. At the end of the day, the rules are there. He's taking advantage of it. I, I said this on another show. It, as long as that portal's open and you give me five times, if you look at it from just not being brand loyal, not saying, well, hey, I just want to play for the University of Alabama, how many times are going to open up that portal window? Then I think it would almost be wise to get your money, right? I mean, if you're looking for the money, which green is what drives it. That's why I talked about recruiting a couple of days ago of how recruiting is important, but it's not what it used to be. When you look at the world of recruiting, you better come there with a checkbook. You want to sign five stars? You better have a big checkbook and you better have an NIL collective out there. And I also think the other part of this is when you look at it as a booster, let's say pick out one of these callers that are on the board. Let's say Paul and Lincoln. He'll be the first caller out of the great gate and then Greg and Athens. Say say Paul and Lincoln's got $100,000 he wants to give the University of Alabama. This is the decision that Paul and Lincoln is going to have to make. Unless he's going to give 200000 and he gives 100000 to Alabama football and he gives 50000 to basketball and 50000 to softball. See, this is the decision that you're going to have to make. You're going to have to say, okay, I want all my money going to football. This is what it is now. You, you got to pick which one you want the money to go to. Unless you're going to double up your money, you're going to say, well, I'm going to give some to basketball. I'm going to give here. You have to make a decision of where you're going to be committed to. Because I don't know if financially if it's possible to be elite in all the different sports. Because it's not just football that's wanting money. It's every athlete on campus. Hey, I scored a basket last night. I want to get paid. I hit a home run last night. I want to be paid. I did a perfect 10 on gymnastics. I want to be paid. That is the world that we live in. And as a booster of the University of Alabama, small, large, middle, rich, 15, 20 bucks, you're now going to be forced into a spot of going, okay, my priority is that I want Alabama basketball to be great. I want Alabama football to be great. So unless you're willing to double that money, you're going to have to kind of in your mind say, well, this is where we need to be. So when you look at this offensive line, we'll talk about rebuilding it with Josh from College Football Nerds. Josh has had some great comments, some great insight. We'll feature him, Aaron Torres at 3. 4 o'clock, we'll talk to Chris Hummer, who covers the transfer portal for 247. So we'll talk with Chris Hummer. Plenty of things to discuss. I know Nate Oates, big discussion with SEC uh, reprimanded him. It's not going to suspend him with games, but uh, public reprimand when you look at uh, Nate Oates. So we'll talk more about that. I don't know exactly where that will fit into the conversation, but a lot of things around the world of college athletics. We're going to discuss it. We'll talk about how it impacts Alabama. 
And uh, we'll talk about is this really good for the overall health of the game. We'll take your phone calls, 205-342-9904. We'll talk to Josh from College Football Nerds in three minutes. T-Town Tide, 100.9-1230. WTBC, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. The extreme cold and ice of the last few days has created problems for public works and first responders. It's taken a combination of ALEA, state troopers, Aladot, and mobile support teams from the Alabama National Guard to respond to the issues the ice and cold weather has created. Alabama star freshman safety Caleb Downs plans to enter the transfer portal. Downs, who won the SEC Freshman of the Year award, was one of the Tide's best defenders in his freshman season, finishing the year with over 100 total tackles and two interceptions. For these stories and more, log on to TuscaloosaThread.com. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice-daily email newsletters. BBQ.com, Dreamland Barbecue. Since 1958, Coach Braun arrived at the University of Alabama. So did Dreamland with Big Daddy's Barbecue Hickory Smoke Ribs. If you're talking about catering for that big tailgate or maybe it's just that family gathering or that small office party, you can do it at either location. You can also order online, carry out curbside pickup delivery are now available it is dreamlandbbq.com we do our score prediction every tuesday and wednesday made possible by dreamland that wonderful hickory smoke barbecue ribs how about the big daddy barbecue sandwich those wings are underrated they're one of the best in town you'll find them there how about those barbecue baked potatoes absolutely either location in our immediate area tuscaloosa and the original location there off jug factory road downtown northport dreamland ain't nothing like them nowhere the pharmacy at midtown tj thomas he's the nick Saban of pharmacists and if you're a pharmacist doesn't have an Alabama shirt on, you don't want him. 205-752-0627. Sterile compounding facility, the only sterile compounding facility here in T-Town and West Alabama. All the compounding needs. The retail side, if you're looking for a pharmacy, many of those have closed here in West Alabama and you're looking to transfer your prescriptions, pharmacymidtown.com, pharmacymidtown.com conveniently located right there at the back of Midtown. You'll find the pharmacy at Midtown a huge part of our show. Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. We're above freezing this afternoon. The sky mostly sunny. The high today 37. For tonight, increasingly cloudy. Not as cold as last night. The low 22. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. The chance of some light rain by afternoon. The high 46. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 34 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to the best sports talk show, breaking down the Crimson Tide. The game with Ryan Fowler on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
week at 2.15 on a Wednesday afternoon, we featured our next guest, Josh from College Football Nerds. And we were recapping the season and we're talking about where does Alabama go from here when you look at Kevin Steele retiring on Tuesday. Little did we know that we were about two hours away from Nick Saban retiring. And we're going to react to a lot of that. Josh from College Football Nerds has had some great insight into the game of college football and what Kalen DeBoer will bring here. Josh, collegefootballnerds.com, CFB Nerds on the Twitter account, YouTube, find him there. Josh, welcome back to very busy Tuscaloosa. I hope all is well. Yeah, it's great. Thanks for having me on. Ah, it's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy week. Uh, let's go back to when Nick Saban, the last time we spoke, at that point, Nick Saban had not retired. Give me your reaction when you see the news coming out. I mean, I was a little shocked. I think like everyone was. I didn't feel like something that was ever going to happen. Uh, I also felt like he had a few more years in him for sure. Um, and then immediately your mind starts going to, okay, what's the, what's the plan? My expectation when they made that announcement was that it would be very coordinated with Greg Byrne and everyone involved and there'd be a smooth transition. And very quickly, <laughs> it appeared that whether or not it was coordinated between Saban and Byrne, which I think you could at least theorize it was more than people realized because they got DeBoer in so fast that maybe that had already been in the works. I know DeBoer had picked up Sexton as an agent mid-season, so who knows? We'll never know that story, at least we won't for a long time. But from players and coaches and everyone else, it seemed like it took everyone by surprise. So it was kind of 24 hours of shock from that, then 24 to 48 hours of shock in the coaching search, and then the portal stuff lit up. I mean, uh, yeah, the last time we talked, I didn't expect this to happen. And two weeks ago, I thought that's probably going to be the last time I talked to you, frankly, for a few months. So it's been a wild ride. So, Josh, I'd love to get Kalen DeBoer. Let's not get to the portal stuff. We'll get to that here in just a couple of minutes. But just tell me what you think Kalen DeBoer brings to Alabama, the way that you evaluate college football. People love it in Tuscaloosa. Uh, you're a guy that gives us a lot of great insight. What do you see in Kalen DeBoer and what he's going to bring to Alabama? He is known as one of the best offensive coaches in the game right now. I know Dave Bartu that you had on your show a couple times has had him rated as top two, top three overall coach in the country, the number one coach that was really attainable. I think the other, Sark was the only guy who has righted higher uh, as a play caller than really DeBoer and Grubb. Um, and, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for Bartu's opinion on that stuff. We interact sometimes on Twitter ourselves. And just looking at what they have done at Washington before then at Fresno State, before then at Sioux Falls, which is maybe a little harder to evaluate, it's been extremely impressive. I mean, his last year at Fresno State, uh, 2021, they had a 4,000-yard passer there. Uh, Jay Kaner threw for 4,096 yards, 33 touchdowns. Um, and, and that's, I mean, that's pretty crazy stuff. I mean, they, they lost by seven to a ranked Oregon that year. Um, only lost three games all season. I think they went 10-3. Um, and three. So he's a guy that has won at every level. And it's easy to say, oh, NAIA ball doesn't count. Well, you know, the other teams in that level are trying too. And so if you can win championships over and over at any level, it says a lot about who you are. The same thing that's happened, you know, Kansas State gets the uh, the guy that's former North Dakota State dominant coach, and they're immediately very good. I mean, good coaches are good coaches at any level. So I think Alabama probably got the best guy for the job. I think there were some advantages. To getting a guy like maybe Dan Lanning, that maybe in terms of roster retention or recruiting or that kind of thing, but that's 
more short-term thinking. And if you're Alabama and you want to be successful, you need to have great coaching. You need to have great development. I think the assistant coaches he's put together are phenomenal. And long-term, that's going to be what pays dividends because, and I'm sure we'll get to this, you know, Alabama's going to have to brace for a reality where they're going to have, be at some disadvantages at NIL and at revenue and how much they can pay players in this current system. And so if you want to continue to compete at the level they've competed, you know, you're going to have to maintain that, you know, save and discount, right? I know that's something a, another radio host in your state has put sure. forward, but he's, he's not wrong. I mean, there have been a lot of players that have gone to Alabama because they want to play for Nick Saban. And you had guys like Caden Proctor that turned down more money at Iowa to do that. Well, I'm not saying it's not impossible for that Alabama brand to continue that, but to do so, you're going to have to win. And the only way you're going to win is with elite coaching. So when you talk about the NIL collective, I mean, I've been told that it's not where it needs to be. You put up a post a couple of hours ago, and it, it kind of brings it back home when you talk about billionaires in the state. Uh, this is not a rich state. This is a wealthy fan base, but it's not as wealthy as some. In the world of college athletics that we're living in, you can go and buy a roster full of five stars if that's what you want to do, and, and we're already seeing that. Uh, you, you've got the haves and the have-nots, and I'm not saying Alabama's a have-not, but they're certainly not a have when you start compared to some of these deep-pocketed programs. We have always made a big point that college football is by far the least parity-driven sport in all of major sports. Now, there may be a couple others that are similar. Women's basketball is like that, right? Women's college basketball. You go look at a UConn score, a South Carolina score, and half the time it's 90 to 40. Um, college football is really the only thing anywhere in that level. Alabama has been in a position to be one of the top two, top three schools every single year in every aspect of the sport for the entirety of Saban's tenure, be it recruiting, being performance on the field, et cetera. And... Everyone else can is just sort of struggling to get to a point where you can even play a game with Alabama. And there's only really in a given year probably 15 teams, 15, 25 teams, most of the years probably less, probably 10, 15 teams that can even have a chance to beat Alabama. You know, they lost in the entirety of Saban's tenure from 2008 on. They lost one game to a team that finished unranked, and that was Texas A&M two years ago. And that Texas A&M team may have finished unranked, but that was also a team that was loaded with five-star talent and just underachieved and dropped some stupid games. They've never lost to somebody that didn't have high-level talent. That is the nature of the sport. But with the current NIL world that we're dealing with, it does shift things a little bit, right? I mean, sure, resources were important. Facilities were important. That was a big draw for Alabama. But a lot of it was the fact that you could go play for Nick Saban, you play for a national championship, you get the best coaching in the country. That was the advantage Alabama held. Now it's just money. And to break, just to give quickly the tweet I put out there, I went online and I pulled up a list of how many billionaires are in each state. And this was partly from Wikipedia, partly from the sources on Wikipedia. Forbes uh, was one of the main ones. And you know maybe it's not 100% accurate, but it should at least give a pretty general number. Um, Alabama currently has approximately zero billionaires in the state. Jimmy Rain is the most wealthy man living in the state. He's somewhere right around a billion dollars. So depending on the list, he may or may not be the only billionaire in the state. Ohio has seven. Georgia has 18. And now you go to Texas and you go all the way up to 73 billionaires. Florida has 78 billionaires. California has 186 billionaires in that state. 
And when you start breaking down things like the number of millionaires, do you know there are 65,000 millionaires in Atlanta? Wow. So you know, when you talk money, yeah, there's money in Alabama. Yeah, there's booster support. Yeah, they have like the Yay Alabama initiative I keep seeing, or collective people keep talking about. But, you know, I'm going to be frank to sort of put it in perspective. The Desrix went to Texas A&M. I've heard from a few people he went there in large part because he got a huge NIL deal. I imagine that NIL deal, from what I've heard, is multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars. If Yay Alabama gets 5,000 people to all give $200 a year, right, you're going to struggle to get one Des Ricks from that entire collective. And Texas A&M and Texas have boosters. They're going to give a million dollars or more multiple times over the course of a year every year. They're going to outbid the entire collective. And that's the reality of it. Now, that doesn't mean Alabama's, quote, unquote, a have-not. Um, I think in terms of overall revenue, they're probably somewhere in the 6 to 10 range nationally. But they're not that top two or three program. I mean, that's the two Texas schools are at a huge advantage because of the money they have. I think Ohio State is there with their alumni base and some of the money that they have and the size of it. And I think the ones sitting quietly in the wings, currently with terrible coaching, but it's USC, They've they've been at a huge disadvantage because the Pac-12 doesn't generate any revenue. So basically, they've need they've needed boosters to give them thirty forty million dollars a year just to break even from an athletic department perspective with everybody else. But now they go to the Big Ten, they're going to get a fifty million dollar a year revenue bump uh, on the AD side. So those boosters are going to be able to ter- start paying players. And this this is already a school that had bought Jordan Addison, had bought Caleb Williams. I mean, they're just going to buy more. So. Um, you know, money is going to be the name of the game. I don't think it's going to make anything more even. It's not going to create any more parity. It's just going to slightly shift the order of those top 10 schools. And the schools with the most money behind them are going to be the ones at the top of the heat now. Well, Josh, and I said this going into your segment. Let's say that you're a booster and you give $100,000, which is a significant amount of money, right, to the, to the university. You're now going to be asked to where do you want that money to go? Do you want to let football thrive? Do you want to let softball thrive? Do you want to let basketball thrive? You're now asking these boosters to make those tough decisions. And they go, well, hold on, I love basketball. I love softball. But I know at the end of the day, football is what butters the bread for this entire university. You're almost asking and forcing those boosters to make difficult decisions like the one I just described. I think that's completely fair, and I think there probably is going to be a trickle-down effect from that because there's some schools where they can afford to have boosters giving to, you know, especially women's sports like women's softball. Um, you get Oklahoma State, which has a lot of oil money in their own right. It's a huge softball program there. Um, you know, I've had extended family that played there, and you know, they're a big football program, but I think their softball program maybe means a bit more relative to their football program, and they've got people willing to fund it. And, you know, it's going to be hard for an Alabama to keep pace. I also have always argued, and I'll note all these arguments for me, I've been having them for years if you follow our channel. Um, I think it's also going to divert money from a lot of other stuff in athletic departments, right? You know, those those new stadiums and new coliseums don't Absolutely. build themselves. Absolutely, yes. And you're going to have to decide, are you going to pay money for uh, replacement Coleman Coliseum or are you going to pay money to retain your football roster? And, you know, that gets to be a difficult situation. And I'll, I'll say, Ryan, you know, this whole thing, uh, you know, obviously I'm an alumnus of a major school. 
it gets really, really difficult to me, and I get really hesitant about contributing, frankly, because here, here's how I put it, right? I have always supported my university as an alumnus, and I would support my university and donate to my university with the expectation that they're going to support their players and that their players in the university are going to be successful. And now what you're asking alumni to do is say, hey, I want you to support the players directly. And then I want you to hope that those players support the university and stick with it so that they make the university successful. And I think there's a big difference between supporting the university and help, hoping it helps players and supporting players and a lot of times now asking to buy them as recruits and then hoping they support the university and they stick around and they make the university successful. It's a very different calculus, I think, and personally, I think long-term, it's going to be a really difficult decision and perspective for a lot of fans. Well, and you you brought it up a couple of minutes ago about the facilities. I've said this for a year, probably more, longer than a year, that this is the first time in the history that an athlete is now competing for the same dollar as an athletic department. Because that 100000 that they used to get directly to the university. Now you're dividing that up. You're asking these boosters to go, okay, well, now you got to give to this athlete. And so it's now pinned the university as an entity and the athlete against one another. They're competing for the same market. It is. And, you know, I think it gets really complicated, too, because the universities aren't really allowed to coordinate with a lot of the NIL stuff legally and under the regulations. They have to be separate, so they can't. Like, they can't give contact information for the alumni base over to the collective. That that would be the university running it rather than the collective running it. And so you get this really weird thing where they're working, quote-unquote, together, but there's really a divide. And I think what's worse is from a planning operational standpoint, you know, the university may know, hey, we've got some really serious needs in this area. You know, we've got to really improve our athletic dorm, and we need to put money in that. But it's not flashy. So the boosters aren't going to give money to that. They're going to keep giving money to the players. And then they're going to wonder why, even though they offer money, the players don't want to go to their school. And it's because, hey, we need 20 boosters to all give $5 million so we can renovate our dorm. And because we can't get people to do that, nobody wants to come here because our dorms are crap compared to somewhere else. Um and I've heard some stories at various universities. Uh, Frank, I'll, I'll say I've heard this at least one kid that went to Texas A&M a couple of years ago, where these collectives, because they're independent entities, you know, sometimes they've actually been offering deals to kids that the coaches don't even want. <laughs> and then you end up with an awkward situation where they're trying to offer two or four or five hundred thousand dollars to get some high four star or five star kid, and the coaches think he's, you know, a personality problem or maybe he's not the right fit for their scheme and they actually prefer a different kid but now they're forced to take him because he's the in-state shiny five-star maybe with an attitude problem and they can't take some other kid that they actually think hey he's going to pan out better over the course of his career so it's there's a lot of conflicts being correct created here and it's because in a weird way the university isn't in charge of actually running its players in its own program which is wild Josh, let's go back to Kalen DeBoer for just a couple of minutes. Offensively, when all this gets worked out, and I know you, you know, it seems like right now the Tuscaloosa is burning down with 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 all the transfer portal and the and the news there. But when you look at the the expectations for twenty twenty four, in your opinion, and, and this is a 
a calculated response or calculated question I'm asking. And, and when you look at what do you expect in year number one under Connor Kalen DeBoer? What I personally expect under year, year number one is you're probably going to see a major uptick in offensive performance. You're probably going to see a downtick in defense, and you're not going to be able to know if that's the coaching staff or the players. Everybody's going to blame the coaches, but the play, the look, this defense was going to take a step back regardless because of the guys that lost the NFL, and now you've lost a lot of guys that were expected to step into those roles. Um, I can tell you we have our own completely opponent-adjusted version of stats for each team. Um, and looking at Washington last year, when you adjust for opponents and everything else, we'd mention there's a problem. When we're talking about the playoffs, Washington – faced a lot of teams that threw the ball a lot, and they threw it a lot. And so people thought their defense was really bad. Well, you know, you play more tempo, you play teams that throw the ball more, you give up more yards just because people throw it more, not not because you're necessarily bad. But in terms of passing offense in, uh, in our metric, they were ninth, which was one of the best in the country. And, again, they've got some really good talent, but a lot of those guys were hurt much of the year. They didn't have a run game. They ended up 42nd in the country, was about average. But a lot of that's because they had one tailback and he spent most of the year with a broken foot. Um, in terms of defense, I think they were better than people realized. They were actually 12th in our pass defense metric. And for comparison, Michigan was 11th. I don't think people realized how good they were. And, again, it's because so many teams were throwing the ball all game, trying to claw back at a lead, that they gave up a lot of passing yards. But it wasn't because the pass defense was necessarily bad. It's just people were throwing it a lot. Um, rush defense, though, they were 80th in the country, which is quite bad. And I don't know if that's necessarily going to stay, but I, I think you probably are going to see some similarities in that the defense probably is going to be better in certain ways than you expect. I, I know the secondary coach is extremely well thought of to bring in from Buffalo. Um, the coordinator, I think, from South Alabama is going to be really good. But I think they're probably going to struggle to maintain the same sort of size and physicality just as a combination of the roster and the scheme. But they're going to be a lot more explosive. They're probably going to be better at reducing explosives. That Saban scheme that they've been running, that is the most complicated scheme in all of football. And I don't just mean college. The NFL doesn't run it. And they don't run it because you can't take in a free agent and teach him that scheme in a year. Um, and so a lot of stuff that happened with Alabama, including the, the Rose Bowl, where they give up busts and guys are wide open, that's probably going to go away. It's going to be a little more about having to stop somebody from getting four yards on first down or six yards on first down running the ball than it is giving up 80-yard touchdown bus. On the other side of the field, they're going to be much more likely to have those explosive plays downfield themselves. Um, and I also think, as the last point there, Ryan, I think Alabama had a coaching staff that was very comfortable with the pieces they had and had a very particular plan of what they wanted to do. I think Tommy Reese did have a very hard time adjusting to the talent on that roster. And it took him about half the season to realize the ground-and-pound play-action team he wanted to be didn't fit with an offensive line that was still raw and a quarterback that was still learning. And I think what you're also going to see is a, an offense that's probably going to do a better job of identifying the most talented players on that offensive roster and give them an opportunity to excel. Because I think there's guys like Emmanuel Henderson, certainly Justice Haynes, that are very talented players. Kendrick Law is probably one that did play some that Alabama did not do a very good job of utilizing to a high degree. And, and I think you're going to see those guys get the ball a lot more often. And I think they're probably going to be a much more effective offense as a result. 
Josh, what's it going to be like? I know that, you know, we said this was going to be the offseason, but, I mean, I feel like we just barely brushed the surface with what Caitlin DeBoer is going to be able to bring to Alabama. I mean, it, what's it going to look like, college football nerds, and how are you guys uh, preparing for the future? Because can you imagine spring practice, and especially if they open it up here in Tuscaloosa, which is kind of the rumor? Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, for our perspective, there's not a lot you can do statistically in the spring. Sure, sure. I'll tell you, we've we've got our website at collegefootballnerds.com where we, like those stats I put forward, we put all that up there for free. You can model teams. Uh, we are going to be working on expanding that quite a bit. What we had last year was an early version. There are actually just two of us building that that happen to have a lot of engineering and uh, web design experience, so we're able to do it ourselves, but it does take a little bit of time. Um, we're probably going to expand that stuff quite a bit this year. Um, and beyond that, it's just going to be trying to stay up to speed, I think, with various teams because obviously Alabama's changed, but an underrated point is that as much as Alabama's losing, Washington might be losing just as much from losing to Boer. Um, you know, Arizona loses their head coach. There's all these rumblings that Harbaugh is going to leave Michigan. Well, if, if Harbaugh loses Michigan, they're probably going to change some schemes and things. Uh, they may lose players. Now, there's, you know, that may trigger something, right? What happens if Brian Kelly replaces Harbaugh? Okay, well, do, do they hire Norvell? You know, and all of a sudden you've got Michigan and LSU Good and Florida State open. It's just, it, it could be chaos, frankly, in the next 30 days. And we're going to spend all spring trying to get grip, just a grip on what these teams are. And I'll add, all these teams losing players like Alabama, it, it seems like, you know, the end is nigh. But what's going to happen is they're going to get to the end of the spring. They're going to finish spring practice, know where they didn't have players they needed because of all these transfers. And then they're going to reach down one level and they're going to take the best safeties and the best corners and the best linebackers from the next rung down, and they're going to fill their roster out. And so you're not even going to know what these teams look like. You know, you're not going to really know what Alabama looks like probably until fall. Because I guarantee you a lot of these guys they lost, they're going to replace them with the transfer portal. But that transfer portal for everybody else doesn't open until end of spring. Man, I just... <laughs> I just hate I mean, my head's sitting here spinning, Josh. I mean, I'm sitting here spinning. Because as you described, a scenario that is very feasible, Right. Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL. Brian Kelly leaves LSU, goes to Michigan, which is kind of the rumblings, right? Mike Durbell goes to LSU. I guess just you grab like your popcorn eight. and grab a seat. and uh... Yeah, and you got like six to eight guys from Alabama, wasn't it? Something ridiculous that went to Florida State in the first portal window. Do they go back? I mean, what do they do if Norvell leaves? It's, it's insane. I, I would just love to talk with the people who allowed this rule to be put in in college football. I'd love to sit down and go, what were you thinking? Not from an Alabama perspective. I just don't think when you look at the future of college football that the things that you and I have discussed in the last 22 minutes is good for the overall health of the game of college football. Well, can I give you the 60-second the version of how this happened? Because I, I don't think please. enough people completely please. realize No, please. Take your time. Yeah. So – People talk about Supreme Court decisions. They talk about NCAA rules, antitrust. All that stuff factored in, but it really wasn't the driving force. And again, my background, I, I may do this as a hobby, but my real background is I'm a partner at a law firm. So I follow this from a legal perspective pretty closely. Um, the real driver on this was actually a state law passed in Florida. So, yeah, there was a Supreme Court decision, but that Supreme Court decision only said 
Under antitrust, you couldn't limit payments for textbooks, laptops, and other educational expenses, which Alabama fans should be familiar with because you got penalized about that in the early 2000s. Funnily, I don't think they're going to revoke that penalty and give you those wins back, but that's actually been ruled illegal, that rule. That's what the Supreme Court case was about. That decision also said explicitly, uh, I think it was Justice Kagan that said, there is nothing in this decision that prevents a no Lamborghini rule. It was completely legal under the Supreme Court to say you can't do pay for play. So that was kind of a red herring in a lot of people's mind because they get the two confused. But Florida turned around and said, look, we want our, our athletes in Florida to be able to get out of aisle. And they passed a state law that says on, they passed it in June of 2020 and said, by July 1, 2021, it will be illegal in the state of Florida to restrict players in college from having access to NIL of some sort. And that essentially gave the NCAA a year to pass any kind of regulation that made NIL possible. Now, they could restrict it. They could say it wasn't pay for play. They could create a body to oversee the agreement, the clearinghouse. They could do whatever they wanted, but they had a year to make it possible to get money for autographs, basically. Well, what happened is the NCAA, being the bureaucratic NCAA that they are, that year came and went, and they got to July, and they had failed to agree on anything to make NIO work. And the NCAA is not a government body. They're, they're basically like a trade union. They have no power to violate state or federal law. So when that date hit, July 1, 2021, and they did not have a replacement provision, it was illegal under Florida law, and the whole chapter had to be thrown out by the NCAA. That created the Wild West. That meant NIL blew up. We were huge critics because we said this was going to spiral way out of control. It did. Other states said, okay, well, you can pay for autographs in Florida, but we're going to make it legal to you know, have a lease deal on a Humvee here. And then the other states started giving bigger exceptions and bigger exceptions until now it's actually legal in the state of Georgia by mandate to give NIL to players while they're still in high school. So the only way any of this stuff's going to get fixed is a federal law. Like it or hate it, um, the state laws are completely out of control. They all differ. Because they differ, the NCAA cannot violate state law, so they, they can't pass any rules. Uh, the only way it can get fixed is one federal law, and then the NCAA can pass some regulation that conforms to the federal law. But as it is, this is actually a huge state law kerfuffle. And unless you get all the states to agree on one thing, there's really no way to fix it. So it's just irrevocably broken. Some people would argue that once the government gets involved, things break. I would tend to agree with that. <laughs> but you have to understand, it, it gets really bad when you have a lot of states and they all pass their own laws and they all differ. Because uh, at that point, the only thing that has any legal authority to overrule them is the federal government, which is where we're at now. What an explanation. Josh, that's why you're one of our best, man. Thank you for being a part of our show. Uh, you never know. We'll talk to you very, very soon. I don't know if it'll be next Wednesday, but uh, what insight. Wow. That right there was worth the uh, the price of admission when just that last uh, question that you threw out there. Josh, thank you, man. Thanks for having me on, Brad. Collegefootballnerds.com. CFB Nerds on the Twitter account. Uh, he can provide analytical side of things combined with a law degree. And for those who don't know, Josh is also an engineer. So uh, he combines all these different things. That's why he's one of the best that we feature right here on the game. We'll continue with more of the game next. Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 
Fillmoreart.com as we celebrate special occasions, birthdays, anniversary, that Alabama fan in your life. It's DanielMoreArt.com. Christmas time upcoming. You want to celebrate that Alabama fan by visiting the website. All the great prints celebrating Heisman winners, great coaches. Nick Saban and Alabama's given us so many great moments to think about. And we talk about living rooms. Tua Tungavailoa, second and 26. Devontae Smith, Heisman Heights, Mark Ingram, Bryce Young, Nick Saban, Coach Stallings, Coach Bryant, DanielMoreArt.com. Remember the code word, the game gets a significant discount. You got to put it in the game, significant discount, DanielMoreArt.com. And we would also ask when you say, where did you hear about this? We'd ask that you would select the game with Ryan Fowler. We greatly appreciate you going to DanielMoreArt.com. Alabama fans are all over the world, and we are too. Download the Tide 100.9 app right now in the App Store and Google Play, and take the Crimson Tide everywhere you go. the social network side of things, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, you can simply, and I've got two different Facebook accounts, uh, do a search for Ryan Fowler. I'm capped out on as far as uh, number of friends, but you can follow me there. Uh, but also, uh, and I, I was looking earlier today and I want to say thank you because many of you that support this program also like our post, you retweet, you share things with us. I was looking early today in the last 28 days. My little Facebook account that's around 12,000 people, I was showing Noah this, 3.8 million people in the last 28 days have interacted with my Facebook account. For that, I say thank you because uh, you guys, you know, and I know it's the eventual, you know, you talk about the brand. I mean, you, you are your brand. Uh, many of these athletes have created their own brand. We've certainly been doing that for a number of years and uh, just wanted to say thanks. Let's go to Paul and Lincoln. Paul, good afternoon. You're in the game. Brian, a, a week ago today, we were, um, at least the early part of the show, we were discussing whether Michigan huddling up in the in the Rose Bowl mm. led to Alabama's uh, loss. Do uh, you remember that? I do. I do. Wow. And we were talking about Bo Davis going to LSU. And- exactly. And Ryan, since Four o'clock last Wednesday. It's been nothing but absolute carnage uh, with this program. Um, I haven't seen this big of a this this big of a meltdown, Ryan. Remember when when Rich Rodriguez accepted privately and then um, decided not to come to Alabama uh, when they were looking for a coach in two thousand for the two thousand seven season. Right after Sheila, remember that I the do. meltdown I that do. ensued. It was it was a bloodbath. Ryan, it's uh, it's it's reached a uh, it's it's almost reached that level. I believe right? we we've been insulated from this sort of thing for the last seventeen years. Coach Saban and his success, uh, you know. This this kind of stuff. Listen, it happened a little bit in Alabama. People jumping into the portal here the last uh, three years, but this is the things that w- we would point and laugh at other at other programs. You know, those guys, 
look, they just lost this guy. They just lost this guy. What's going on? What, what's that program is collapsing. That, that used to be what, what we used to say. Brian, reality is hit, my friend. It's hit. Uh, our parachute is gone. Um, being Coach Saban. And uh, we have to face reality now, Ryan. Um, this roster is being right now. It's 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 being um, uh, blasted, uh, and I, I'm I, at the same time I'm still excited about the hire. I think Coach DeBoer was as far as the, what inventory of coaches that were out there. I, I certainly think he was the best, the best candidate. Um, of the ones that were willing to, to, to take on this challenge. And it's, it's a massive challenge, Ryan, to follow, uh, the greatest coach that's ever done it, uh, in, at the collegiate level. Uh, but, uh, but Ryan, I, we're, I don't we're know losing. if, I don't know if this reflects on Kalen DeBoer, though. I don't think it does. Cause I I, here's the crazy thing. What if Nick Saban stays in Tuscaloosa? I think some of this transfer portal option is going to happen. I'm not saying it would be in the situation that you're in right now, but no, I think some it, of this was would, coming down the pipe. It wouldn't have been. Yes, you could have. I mean, we heard the rumors about, you know, Caden Proctor. I mean, Isaiah Bond. Home, home Isaiah Bond. I'll give Bond. you some backdrop on Isaiah, Isaiah Bond. Bond yeah. uh, he went in. Matter of fact, well, I'm not going to say this because I, I, I don't want to put more pressure on the kid, but um, I was told that Saban was ticked off when he came in asking for more money that they had just took care of him 30, 40 days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, this is, this, listen, I, I'm, I'm like you, I would love to sit down and talk to the people that designed this or decided not to do anything about it. That's probably the best, the best way to phrase it. They had a year heads up, right. To that. This was, this was coming. Uh, and they 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 didn't do anything. They just kind of pushed it aside, and uh, we'll we'll deal with it when when it gets here. And and that was the uh, that's the worst thing that uh, that, that could have happened. Um, this uh, Ryan, um, the, the night we walked off the field in Pasadena, uh, is uh, that roster is nothing like what we're going to see when we walk on the field against Western Kentucky in September. Um, I'm just, uh, I'm just being honest. It's, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to consume what we've seen. And, and like I said, I'm not, I, I really like the hire. And I, and I think, over, I think maybe from an X's and O's standpoint, especially offensively, I think we're in a, we're in a better spot. I really believe. I think that. you can make that argument. I really, I really believe that. Uh, defensively, I, I I'm, coach I'm not is sure. top to bottom, one through eleven. Yeah, Nick Saban. You know, we were top heavy, right, with Nick Saban up here. Yeah. But I think you could mm-hmm. also argue between one through eleven, with all this coaching staff that's finalized, it may be a better coaching staff than what Nick Saban put on the field last year. Yeah, as far as coaches, yes. Like I said, I think offensively, we're going we're going to be better X's and O's. Uh, we have the potential there. Um, defensively, I, you know that the jury's still out. And and, and like I said last night, Ryan, uh, yes, sure, it, it's 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 kind of fun to, to to think about what the expectations are uh, going forward, especially his first season, Coach DeBoer. 
But right, until in, until this roster gets solidified, and that's not going to happen really probably until the next window is open and closed, you know? Because uh, we still have three more weeks in this uh, 30-day window for guys to make a decision to stay or not. Well, so, but, but now also keep in mind, Paul, and, and I said this to someone else too, okay? Keep in mind, I, I think Coach Saban, if he would have waited another – 72 hours, something of that sort. I understand why that Wednesday meeting was called because that was the first day of classes. But now we're beginning to get in the semester. That may prevent some of those players. I know you say three more weeks of open, but you've also got to understand academically, you got to be enrolled somewhere. Somewhere, okay, yeah. Does that, that make sense? sense? Like, I mean, yeah. I can oh, yeah, go to yeah. Texas, but am I going to – where, where am I going to go to classes at? I mean, are they going to create a, a class and I'm going to take 15 hours to be qualified? Because these these athletes also need that financial room and board check coming in. And when you drop it, you you, you don't get it. So you, you almost yeah. say, and I believe today is the last day to drop ad period at Alabama. That doesn't mean it's the last day to drop ad over at Georgia or wherever. But – just kind of keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. The academic calendar doesn't change. As much as the transfer portal window opens, that academic calendar can have also impacts too. Paul, final question here. You think this is yeah. good for the overall game? Hell no. <laughs> not only no, but hell no. I agree this with you. Is, and that's not a Bama is, slant. I think it's a disaster for the world of college athletics. It, we're going to look is, back right? and we're going to say this was a cluster. How can you get excited about a recruiting class, Ryan, when the very the very guys that you sign this year will jump into the portal next year? Yeah. Not all of them, but some. It's just it just it's it's just a it's a, a never ending cycle with the way it is now. It, it, guys, we sign this year, next year, the following year, they can jump right in the portal. If um, if they if they if they if they want to, you know, for for whatever reason, money, whatever, lack of playing time, but you know, it, it, I used to, and I still do. I love recruiting. I kept up with it. I keep up with it. But you know, now it's um, it's really um, you sign a a, a a top one, two, three class. That class can be decimated. Never thought about uh, it from that perspective. But the world of recruiting, when you look at these recruiting analysts. Uh, the value of their job, it changed. Hey, Paul, I got to get to break, man. I appreciate you as always. All right, brother. Roll time. Thank you. We'll continue with more of the game. Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama, Crimson Tide Sports. Find Source Kitchen Mexican food right there in Northport. If you're looking for the great specials daily, the fajitas are outstanding. The pastures dip, the appetizers, the fried ice cream, always a great option. It is Pastors Kitchen Mexican food. Also find the food truck. And we are also now serving breakfast at Pastors Kitchen Mexican food. Stop by the McFarland Boulevard location. You can also find them at Northside Pastors Kitchen Mexican food with Pastor Garcia. The best breakdown of Alabama football in the state. The game with Ryan Fowler. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. There's a star. 
We've got Aaron Torres coming up in a couple of minutes and then right back to phone calls. Raymond, I see you. Greg, I see you. Robert, I see you. We're asking you, when the world of college athletics, is this good for the overall health of the game? And I know it's a, in some ways, it's a loaded question because today's a day that you ask Alabama fans for their true opinion. They're going to give it to you, but it's also caught up with what we're seeing. We're seeing it firsthand. Josh from College Football Nerds gave us a great explanation, right? When you look at the Michigan Wolverines, if they lose Jim Harbaugh, if another coach leaves and goes there and another coach goes there to replace him, you could have this chaos happening for the remaining part of the spring when you look at that 30-day window opening up. R&R Cigars, 2703 6th Street, 2703 6th Street at R&R Cigars. Relax and recharge, relax and recharge. Man, I need to relax and recharge. I've got – my batteries are full. I'm, I don't need to recharge, but relax part, I'll take that. R&R Cigars. We go to Aaron Torres next. T-Town Tide, 100.9. And we'll also play – Kalen DeBoer's favorite music. We've thrown out Wagon Wheel. It's done. Nick Saban's favorite song, Kick It to the Curb. Kalen DeBoer era has got started in Tuscaloosa Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles, here's Dan Byer. Couple of breaking news items from the NBA, and we start with Golden State. Warriors assistant Dejan Milojevic has passed away after suffering a medical emergency at a team dinner last evening in Utah. Milojevic was also the coach of Nikola Jokic, the Nuggets center, when both were in Serbia. Milojevic was 46 years old. Tonight's Warriors jazz game had already been postponed because of the situation. Pacers are acquiring forward Pascal Siakam in a trade with the Toronto Raptors. Indiana giving up three first-round picks and Bruce Brown Jr. as part of the deal. Two of those first-rounders occur in the 2024 draft. Patriots introduced Gerard Mayo today as the team's head football coach, replacing Bill Belichick. For me, I'm not trying to be Bill. Bill is his own man. If you can't tell by now, I'm a little bit different even up here. The Cleveland Browns fired offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt today along with two other offensive assistants. With more power equipment, if you're looking for chainsaw needs, if you're cleaning up those leaves or yard debris, you'll find the backpack blowers, the battery-operated tools, the Echo Outdoor Power Equipment, Crest Outdoor Power Equipment, the battery-operated tools by Husqvarna, and you'll also find great inventory on the zero-turn commercial and the residential mowers by both Skag and Husqvarna. Service department, do that end-of-the-season maintenance at Northport Power Equipment. It's two blocks east of the Northport Civic Center since 1996. Northport Power Equipment. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We're above freezing this afternoon. The sky mostly sunny. The high today, 37. For tonight, increasingly cloudy. Not as cold as last night, the low 22. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. The chance of some light rain by afternoon, the high 46. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 34 degrees in Tuscaloosa. All right, we welcome you right back into the game. 
We're 227 days away from Alabama in western Kentucky. 227 days can be a long time. In the next, uh, what, 30 days from last Wednesday when Nick Saban retired, I'm not sure exactly when the papers were filed, uh, but 30 days from that window, and maybe it's the window that announced uh, Kalen DeBoer, and you open up these, all these different portal windows. Uh, we are powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, TuscaloosaToyota.com, Tuscaloosa Toyota. David DeSantis, if you're looking for a new Tundra, Tacoma, uh, how about a RAV4? How about a Highlander, Camry, Corolla? You'll find that, Tuscaloosa Toyota. Let's go to Aaron Torres. Then we'll go right back to phone calls for the remaining part of the 3 o'clock hour. Aaron Torres, Fox Sports Radio. Torres, welcome into the game. I hope all is well, man. Uh, everything's great, Ryan. How are you guys holding up down there? Oh, we're good. We're good. I mean, the Kalen uh, DeBoer era has already begun. We've already switched out Nick Saban's favorite 3 o'clock song, Kalen DeBoer's Journey. That's his favorite group. We now play oh. the 3 o'clock song. I mean, we're doing okay. I mean, we may need therapy in okay, a couple so, days. So you're, so you're one of the media outlets that is embracing him and hasn't already turned on him after three days. Yeah. Is that, is that, oh, that's yeah. Sort of, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're in his okay. corner. We're in his corner. I mean, I have people, have, have people really turned or is that like internet? No. Listen, I don't say it wasn't no. a great day. Okay. No. I, I want the real, the real scoop on what's going on in T-Town right now. My yeah. people. No, I mean, when you look at it, it's disappointing, but I think it's, it was coming. I mean, this is the world of college football. You know, and and you and I talk real, right? You have strong opinions. Oh, yeah. I have strong opinions. I know this is an Alabama angle. This is not good for the overall game of college football. You can't convince well, me that this is the good. This is the good for the future of college athletics. Why is that? I think it's a mess. I, I think it's chaotic. Why is it a mess? Well, because a kid doesn't want to play for a new staff that didn't recruit? Well, it's the rules that we live in of the NIL combined with a transfer portal is just created well, a, a crazy environment. And I think you're now, you know, we were talking about a couple of minutes ago, you're now asking boosters to make very difficult decisions on where they spend their money. Because I don't know oh, if you yeah. can have – Every athletic department. In other words, your basketball program could be top notch, your baseball program could be top notch, your softball program could be top notch, and oh yeah, by the football. I, I don't know realistically how many fan bases out there can afford to be great at everything. Well, that's that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as the portal stuff is concerned, I've seen a lot of this for, from the Alabama fan base today. Um, you know, there's no perfect system. But, you know, I, 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 I do find it funny because probably in the next day or two, there's going to be four, five, six kids at Washington or that were at Washington that don't want to be there for the new coaching staff. Many of them will commit to Bama, and people won't have a real fundamental issue in Bama with those decisions. So it, it's a weird time. Um, you know, listen, I mean, you, like you said, we, we have honest conversations, you and I, on this show. Um, I, I think two things can be true. Um I think that we do want to be respectful of players and, and, you know, their decisions and life decisions. And I don't think they should be beholden to a staff and a this and a that. Well, I don't that know have if never... it's the athlete. I think it's more of the college football bureaucrats who allowed this to happen. Well, what were they supposed to do, though? I mean, like, well, I mean I, I'm being something. serious. I mean, you're... Do, do, do something. I mean, create some type of parameters. But you ask unethical coaches to do unethical things. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you think integrity is in the game of college athletics? Heck no. No. 
No, and it's it's funny, right? And and so you know, I've often wondered, and I don't have it on good authority. And I guess it's it's so much now; everybody's pulling from everywhere. But it's like, I mean, let, let's just say Nick Saban had it retired, and let's say that you know the news of the last week happens, right? Or or I, I guess like the point I'm trying to make is like Steve Sarkeesian is is a guy that I think Alabama really and Nick Saban really liked and respected what he had him on coaching staff, you know, and it's like. Now Isaiah Bond enters the portal, and less than 72 hours later, he commits to Texas. Like, that was clearly done, you know, before Isaiah Bond entered the portal. And it's like, well, and that that's an example of a guy that, like, I think if you ask Nick Saban, he would say that him and Steve Sarkeesian have a good relationship. So it's crazy. Um, I will tell you, I, I don't really think there's much of a resolution to this until – uh, frankly, athletes become employees of the school. I don't think we're that far away from that actually happening, but if you can't limit mobility, um, you know, you can't limit, uh, you, you, not only can you not limit mobility, you can't limit the number of times. I mean, you can't, you know, the NCAA gets blamed for everything. They tried to put in a one-time transfer rule. Coaches complained. Coaches all thought they were, should be the exception and their kids should get the waiver and nobody else's kids should. And so you ended up having a situation where now there's a multi-time transfer. Kids can leave and go as much as they want. Um, so it, it is a mess. It is a mess. But I think some of it's overblown. Uh, and I'll try to be quick because I know I'm rambling. Um, I, I think a lot of the NIL components of it are overrated. Now, I do think, as you said, not everybody can be great in NIL at everything. But I also think, as an example, you know, Caleb Downs had a personal relationship with a guy who's now at Georgia. Uh, it feels like that is more of a driving force than anything NIL related. So that's just an example of, of you know, all these conversations are nuanced. And, um, but it is definitely a new world. I'll say that. It is definitely a new world. So, Torres, when you look at Kalen DeBoer coming in, let's step back and, and you look sure. at the hire. Um, how good of a hire is this, in your opinion? We talked on Friday. We did the whole hire. Do you think my opinions changed since then? Well, I mean, I'm just asking if it did. <laughs> you know what? Now that he lost Caleb, Caleb, uh, Caleb Downs, he's the worst coach ever. He Fire can't him. coach Get a bit. He can't coach a yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, what I will say is a couple of things is, um, so I, listen, I like the hire. I like the hire, but I, I, I do think what continues to strike me, and this is something I remember us talking about at the end of uh, the conversation last week, you know, what Nick Saban did in the previous era is not only never going to be replicated in Alabama, it's never going to be replicated anywhere. And so I do just hope that fans will be patient with him because there there was no wand to wave. We, we knew Nick Saban wasn't going to live forever, coach forever, whatever. And there was no wand to wave to get the next Nick Saban. I mean, even Kirby Smart, you know, we could sit there and say back-to-back national championships – but listen, you know, he had maybe the most talented team in college football this year, and he didn't win it. So, you know, there's no magic wand. So I, I love the hire. I think a lot of the conversations that I know you've had with your audience and also with other, you know, media members and insiders, et cetera, um, you know, you look at the number of games that he won where he probably didn't have the more talented roster, not only at Washington but throughout his career. It speaks to the fact that the guy can coach. But at the end of the day, you know, coaching only takes you so far. He obviously has to recruit. He's obviously got to put his staff in place. I still like the hire. I still think, given the circumstances, it was about as well as you could do. But I also don't think that there is or would have ever been a perfect hire. 
And now you just got to hope that he can kind of weather this storm over the next few days and kind of get back on his feet and get going. You know, and you brought up uh, Kirby Smart for just a couple of minutes. Um, you do kind of think about that because I, I know they're celebrating because Nick Saban retired because they couldn't beat him but one time and it took a lot of injuries to beat him. But if I was a if I was a dog fan for just a minute and I'm going, that's one of Nick Saban's weakest football teams and I couldn't get this court there you go. coach to yeah, be you you were ready to give up on the whole era 30 seconds ago. Now you're, now you're ready to say that George is overrated. I love it. This is why I well, love I mean, coming out you, with you. But keep going. You keep did going. this. You did this. I mean, therapy uh, therapist Aaron Torres. I mean. Just try to have everybody look at it from all directions. That's all. But, no, I mean, you know, but but listen, they, they are probably going to have the most talented roster on paper next year, barring something surprising for either them or somebody else. Um, but you still got – the games are on the field. They still got to be played. By the way, it's worth noting with Georgia, too – um, and this was applicable with Bama as well. But you go back and look at that that schedule. They had some really high highs, but they also, you know, it was a, they trailed South Carolina at halftime. They um, they trailed, uh, I think Missouri. It was like a tie game going into fourth quarter. Uh, your buddy uh, Hugh Freeze at Auburn had them up at the half. Like you know, I, like you said, I know that they're doing victory laps and smoking cigars because Nick Saban retired, but. You know, at some point you got to worry about your own team too, and um, there is reason for excitement. But to expect that them or anybody in the next, you know, five years is going to rip off three or four or five national titles, it's just not realistic. All right, Torres, what are fair expectations for Kalen DeBoer in year number one? In year number one, you well, you'll be run through I mean, the schedule of twenty twenty four. I mean, it, it's no, because we talked about it on Friday. That back half is very tough, and. By the way, you know, even in the Nick Saban era, th this was the reality. Is two seasons ago, we called it a colossal disappointment because you go eleven and two. Well, you lose to the best Tennessee team, you know, they've had you know in twenty years um, on the final play on the road, uh, and you also had LSU on the road, which you lost to on the final play. This year, you get them at home, you beat both. Well, even if Nick Saban was coming back, you have to go to both of those places next year. You know, you get a little bit of an unfortunate break because Missouri should be really good. You obviously draw Georgia this year. You have Oklahoma coming up on the road. Um, what are realistic expectations? I mean, realistic expectations are – listen, I think realistic expectations, honestly, uh, compete for that 12-team playoff. That means you're one of the top two or three teams in the SEC. And then once you get in, anything can happen. So – that sounds like a real negative spin on things. I know you want to hear national championship or bust, but I'll say this too, Ryan, and, and we were going to talk about this until Nick Saban retired, is everybody was down after the Rose Bowl, but I told you to go back and find the last interview that we did before the season started when I said I was picking Alabama to win the SEC, and I picked my, my national championship game was Michigan over Alabama in the national championship game in the preseason, and you came on air and you said, well, wait a second now. If we're in the national championship game, that means that we've won the SEC, we've toppled Georgia, and we're planning for a national championship. That would be considered a successful year. So, you know, when I sit here on January 17th, 228 days away from Alabama football, and I sit here and say, oh, you know, you want to be competing for and making the playoff in your first year, that's going to sound like a disappointment. But even in the four-team year, that was kind of the realistic expectation this, this previous year. Torres, let me look ahead J just for a minute. Sure. The fourth game of the season is Georgia here. 
What if Kalen DeBoer beats Georgia in year number one four games in? Oh, boy. I'm I'm saying if, if, that's a big word, if the Georgia Dogs come to Tuscaloosa and lose in year number one. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think we're all presuming a win at Wisconsin a few weeks before that, which is another game we forgot. Um and don't forget about the uh, South Florida Bulls. I mean, they kind of gave us all we wanted down there. I mean, they did. Yeah, that's right. Um, I don't know what the conference – I think either re- result is going to be interesting, right? Because if Georgia does win, then it becomes, oh, they're the new king. Sure. Bama's dead. Throw dirt on the grave. And then if Georgia loses, well, you know, I mean, it would be while they went on the road, da da da, da. I think it would be more a, an indictment that Kalen DeBoer is the right guy and that part of the reason that you did bring him in is because on game day, I believe him to be elite. So, so yeah. So I think, I, I think it would be more an indictment on we found the right guy. And I don't know how the fan base would react that, you know, you know, obviously they'd probably be number one in the polls the next week. They'd probably be at that point, the favorite to win the national championship. But to me, it would just be an indictment that, you know, listen, there's a lot of stuff that goes on off the field in college sports these days, and that's something that will continue to be addressed by Kalen DeBoer, his staff, et cetera. But between those white lines, he's really, really, really good. He is. We know that. But I think that would be confirmation that if he does beat Jordan. Torres, you're, you're, you're help, and I know you do it a lot on your own as far as social networks, but your Torres on Bama dude is uh, – he, uh, he's, he's on been, fire, man. We've been double teaming it. He, you know, I, I try to help him where he can. He is a student. We do have a Torres on Bama account uh, on Twitter, and uh, he is a student. So obviously, I jump in. I mean, listen, it's just a really newsworthy time, and you know, Drew does a great job. So, Drew, if you're listening, I'm not discrediting him in any way, shape, or form, but it does have my name on it, and there is a responsibility for me to pick him up. You know, we're kind of like, you know, I, I would say this is. Um, this is what we're like. We're like kind of like Alabama when Kirby Smart was the defensive coordinator. I get all the credit, but he might really be the brains behind the operation. But listen, I'll say this. Between basketball last night and starting 4-0, the coaching hire, the transfers in, the transfers out, it's been a busy couple days in Tuscaloosa. We haven't even talked about Nate Osa. I was going to ask you uh, about that. I mean, what, what was your opinion? I mean, I, Listen. You know, I've been accused of being a Bama homer, a this team homer, that team. Ryan, maybe I, I missed something, and I'll be honest, I wasn't watching the game live when it happened. It looked a lot more to me like Nate Oates was just trying to break something up between Absolute two knucklehead Torres. Torres. I'm not saying it, and if I was on in Columbia, Missouri, if I was on – Tiger 100.9 in Columbia, Missouri. I'd say the same exact thing right now. Like, I just, I I didn't see it live. Maybe I missed some context, but listen, let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. Everybody in the SEC hates Bama. They hate us because they hate us. George is coming to get you right there. See, I heard him. Yeah. 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 You know, as the kids say, they hate us because they ain't us. And then also, you know, listen, after everything that happened with Nate Oates last year, how he handled the Brandon Miller situation, we don't need to relitigate that. I don't blame Nate Oates 100% for everything that happened. Some of it's on Brandon Miller. Some of it's on the administration, whatever. 
But I think people are, are looking to pick apart everything Nate Oates does and overanalyze it and whatever. Um, but yeah, that, that was, it wasn't like everyone needs to take a deep breath. Everyone needs to take a deep breath. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've went through a fast food line and, and, and got a harder push, but, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, trying to get to the Chick-fil-A sweet tea. I mean, you know, you're having to use elbows. But uh, anyway, it just shows you, listen, our society is soft as a baby's butt. I mean, we are. Uh We are. I mean, we are. And we saw that a couple of years ago. I mean, these people wearing three and four masks over here. I mean, it's nuts. Oh, Uh, God. (laughs) I mean, these are the same people that were reading their opinions on on NATO. It's just, you And I'll tell you, like, obviously social media has, you know, largely given a lot of us, you know, a lot of benefits. And certainly me, I think it's it's definitely helped my career. But there is a point where it's like if everyone just couldn't give all of their opinions at the exact same time on whatever opinion they wanted, the world would probably be a better place. You I, know, I think you're 100 percent correct. Torres, that's why we pay yeah. you the big bucks. Aaron Torres, I'm the Grand Marshal of the Parade. You are. No pressure, Coach DeBoer. I plan on being there next year. I can't have you messing this up, man. Get to work. He's not going to mess it up. National College Football Recap Show, College Basketball, Fox Sports Radio, the Aaron Torres Podcast, one of the top sports podcasts in the entire country. Connect with everything he's able to do at Aaron underscore Torres. Torres, be good to yourself, man. Have a great week. All right, thank you. I'm about to eat some lunch and then dig back into all of the chaos of today. Thank you for having me, Ryan. I appreciate you, brother. We appreciate Roll you, back. man. Absolutely. Rumsey Environmental, it's a one-stop shop serving West Alabama for all of your waste removal needs. When you have to know it's being done right, that's the time to call Rumsey Environmental, 205-248-0002. We're taking more of your phone calls. We're going to Greg in Athens, Raymond coming up next, Robert in Mobile, Ron in Maryland. Your calls right here on the game, T-Town Tide, 100.9, WTBC, your home of Alabama, Crimson Tide Sports. Now, this hour is West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. The extreme cold and ice of the last few days has created problems for public works and first responders. It's taken a combination of ALEA, state troopers, Aladot, and mobile support teams from the Alabama National Guard to respond to the issues the ice and cold weather has created. Alabama star freshman safety Caleb Downs plans to enter the transfer portal. Downs, who won the SEC Freshman of the Year Award, was one of the Tide's best defenders in his freshman season, finishing the year with over 100 total tackles and two interceptions. For these stories and more, log on to TuscaloosaThread.com. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice-daily email newsletters. Which part of the game is SEC Parlay Pick Day on Friday? It's made possible by Brian Harden Construction, a diverse business, crane and equipment rentals up to 320-ton cranes available, the CNC machines, reverse engineering, laser cutting, specialists in modern construction. It's bhardencon.com. Experience you can count on. Let's build something together. The website, very informative. It is bhardencon.com. Brian Harden Construction, industrial contractors and fabrication, I-beam installation, 
Brian Harden Construction, every Friday made possible by Brian Harden Construction. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. We're above freezing this afternoon. The sky mostly sunny. The high today, 37. For tonight, increasingly cloudy. Not as cold as last night. The low, 22. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. The chance of some light rain by afternoon. The high, 46. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 36 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best station in the state, breaking down Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. DanielMoreArt.com, where you can find a significant discount by mentioning the code word, the game. The game, significant discount, 2024 calendars, but the legacy continues, which is going to be one of those great prints. The next 30 years, it goes back and goes through many different parts of the Saban dynasty. It is DanielMoreArt.com. Remember Gravedigger when you look at beating the Auburn Tigers and being able to capture that fourth and 31 play. You can find that. Anything that you find on DanielMoreArt.com or New Life Art, which is uh, can combines you the same websites, New Life Art Galleries. Or if you go there to the actual store in Hoover, uh, the discount applies. All you have to do is mention that you heard about it right here and you get a significant discount. Uh, the game. The game. I think my name is also put in there as well. So you can do either one. The game or Ryan Fowler. DanielMoreArt.com. 20% discount. We say thank you. Let's continue with more phone calls. We've got a Greg in Athens. Greg, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. Hey, Ryan. All is well. I hope you're doing well. And, you know, um, every once in a while you play a Travis Trick song. It's a great day to be alive. And in spite of all of the the news is coming out that's got some of the Bama faithful up in arms. It is a great day to be alive. Yes, it is. And I think, yes. And and so um, this is not, we are not in the same boat that we were in when uh, Bear Bryant retired and died. Um, we're not in the same boat after um, the early 90s when uh, DeBose came in or Dennis Francione came in later. Um you know what's going to? We're we're in the midst of what I would call um, food poisoning, and if you've ever had food poisoning, um, you're going to go through uh, a period of of uh, throwing up. You might have some stomach issues, and then you get better. And so, um, you know, the new coach, Kalen DeBoer, has hired uh, what I consider to be. What I've heard to read are some top quality assistants. Still got a couple of positions to fill. And as, you know, Alabama players make their way in or out of the portal, uh, you said something earlier with one of your guests that's really important. They have to have a place to go. They've got to enroll in a certain time. And uh, just because we're losing people doesn't mean that we won't also gain some of those people that we need like a center into the portal from the portal but i guess in one way if nick saban would have waited you know a couple three more days but then you know do you get kalen DeBoer locked up at uw you know maybe a contract there with a bigger buyout or maybe they're hearing rumblings uh that, that he could be the number one target if in some ways if michigan loses jim harbaugh 
it will maybe not be as drastic because of the time frame of the academic calendar. Yeah, it's it's um, it's interesting. You know, um, whenever Coach uh, Saban decided to retire, we were going to go through some amount of turmoil. And look, you know, change is scary, but it's also exciting because you're going to have uh, DeBoer come in and do things his way um, without, you know, selling off the past. But he's going to bring changes. And, um, you know, I remember when Quentin Williams finally um, was becoming an impact player for Alabama, he sort of took him three years to understand and learn the system. Well, we don't have that anymore with the way that NIL and the transfer portal work. And so if, you know, Coach Saban's running this really complicated defense, um, then that's going to benefit you know, the change is going to benefit players in that regard, and we're going to see earlier on who has it and who doesn't, and we'll go from there. You think this overall, and I know we've got Bama goggles on today, do you think this is good for the overall health of college football? No, I don't think so. I mean, we've, we've been talking about this, you know, um, um, this coming May, I will have been, been calling you for – you know, four years. Wow. And thank you. Um, yeah. Ever since, uh, um, you know, rich, um, you know, from Atlanta, turned me on to your station. We've been talking about NIL and, um, and, um, I forgot who it was, who one of your guests earlier today said it, but, uh, the only way that it changes um, well, there's, I think there's two ways. One way is what he mentioned is federal legislation. And the other is, um, you know, power, the power conferences breaking away from the NCAA and instituting their own guidelines and going from there, you know. But uh, I, it's not a good thing, um, you know, because – and here's the other thing, Ryan – as, 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 as turmoil-filled as it is for people, and it's affecting Alabama, of course, right now, in Washington because they've got a bunch of people leaving. Um, we're going to go through this again. And us, I mean, uh, college football here, I believe, in May when um, that uh, second portal window opens up, you know, after spring ball. Sure, sure. So, yeah, somewhere around. Yeah. And we'll get Chris Hummer in about 30, about 40 minutes. We'll talk with him and we'll kind of ask, uh, you know, about this transfer portal window and what does he see happening? Because it may not be done for Alabama. There's a lot of rumblings out there. Yeah, and I think uh, something that some Alabama fans should be looking at when it comes to the portal is a couple of um, offensive linemen from Washington um, are in the portal. One of them a center. And if, um, you know, Kalen DeBoer thinks, you know, they're an upgrade, then he'll work to bring them in. Thank you. Fair, fair. Hey, Greg, thank you, man. Yes, sir. We're still out. In fact, uh, um, my, uh, my son-in-law lives across the street from us. Uh, he's got a four-wheel drive, and he took my wife to work, and she works at the local hospital. And um, um, the roads are still you know, the outer roads are still jacked up. and Is it above freezing where you were at? 
It's not above freezing. Yeah, um, we're actually just reached above freezing. So we're sitting here about 36 yeah. degrees. So we're probably in a little bit better shape than what you guys are because I know North Alabama got hit a lot harder. Yeah, it was minus one when I woke up this morning. Um, it's 23 degrees right now. We're at the high. And um, um, my wife asked me last night, when's the next day where we wake up and it stops freezing and it stays above freezing? And I said, that's next Tuesday. Mm. Yeah. And even yeah. like tonight, we're going down to 19 degrees. So we're going yeah. right back down there as well. So, uh, hey, Greg, appreciate you, man. Roll Tide. Yes, sir. Roll Tide. And, uh, hey, you know, we're going to hear a lot of the news and some of it's going to be uh, things we don't want to hear, but some of it's going to be beneficial. And uh, regardless what happens, we roll tide. It's not just a saying, it's a state of mind. That's a good point. Good point. Greg, Athens will come back. Raymond, coming up next, T-Town Tide, 100.9, 1230, WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Toyota.com, a huge part of our show. We are powered by those guys every single day. The service department, always great. The new inventory side, all those new Toyotas comes with that lifetime powertrain warranty. And right now, we have the most inventory that we've had in over two and a half years. Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, Highlanders, Forerunners, Tundras, Tacomas, also the pre-owned inventory. Most of the pre-owned inventory comes with that same lifetime powertrain warranty. See all of the inventory, TuscaloosaToyota.com and Tuscaloosa Toyota on Scotland Below. The best sports talk show in all of Alabama. The game with Ryan Fowler on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. At Nukes Heaterbury there, 205 University Boulevard, 205-758-2455. It is Nukes Eatery. Let's go to Raymond. Raymond, good afternoon. You're in the game. Yeah, great. great show you're having every day. Thank you, Raymond. Where are you calling us from? Uh, Huntsville, Alabama. Huntsville, Alabama, the Rocket City. Thank you. Thank you for calling us in. What's on your mind? Great show. Now, I wondered if you talked to anyone that may be in the tax area on how donations being made on the NIL, if they will come up with some additional tax laws related at out of donations, if they can be written off. They cannot. Or they cannot. Cannot. I mean, you can – well, and I can get my accountant on, Don Wallace, which is um, – as our official CPA, and we try to count on Don with questions like this. We need to get Don back in here. But the problem, Raymond, let's say that you're an athlete, and let's say that I give you $200,000. Well, that's a different tax structure. Right. I mean, how many of these kids have got LLCs set up? How many of them are going to get IRS letters certified in the mail a year from now, two years from now? Hey, you didn't claim that on your taxes because when somebody gives you, you know, the handshake deal and you get a thousand bucks, nobody claims that. And that's going to be the mindset going into this. I hope someone is educating people on these tax codes because I know this at 18 and 19, I didn't know anything about the IRS and didn't care. Well, I had some parents that taught me about it. My older brother 
college and military, but uh, for the money that's being passed around out there now, you know, it's no fun when the rabbits got the guns and they. And I change that. There's no fun when 18 and 19 year olds got the gun. They may do anything. Like you look at the guy out in California, get that amount of money in the hand. They think they're superhuman. Can drive a car 165 miles an hour and crash it and kill somebody. But I just wondered about that. But I I appreciate your show. Thank you. Well, so and, much. and and Raymond, even yourself, if you make a donation to an athletic department. There may be ways that you can bypass it. You used to be able to write off 75% of that. My understanding is under the new tax code, and we'll get Don back in here maybe to, to explain, uh, but you can't write off any. Raymond, thank you for your phone call up in Huntsville. Thank you. Let's go to Robert in Mobile, then we'll go to Johnny and Coleman. Robert, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, man. How are you, Robert? Well, it's got up to 40 degrees here in Mobile. The ice is actually melting, so uh, I guess it's pretty good. Hey, I, I walked out this morning and let my dogs out about 6.15. I looked across my pond. We have an acre catfish pond that's on our property and uh, frozen. Well, I don't know if it was frozen completely solid, but it looked like an ice skating ring. I mean, it was just boom, crazy. I mean, obviously, it's 10 yeah. degrees. It's going to freeze. But, I mean, it's, seeing it and seeing how hard of a freeze it was, it was I'm going to give ice skating lessons starting tomorrow, but you got to provide your own life jacket. you were saying i'm sorry robert you faded out just for half a second there i mean uh, did, uh, was the ncaa trying to do something regarding the uh, transfer portal and uh the coaches blocked it or was that what one of you guys said yeah he went into like about a four minute conversation and, and i almost think it's almost worthly going back to to give you a little background on josh josh is a practicing attorney he's a partner in a law firm uh i'm not gonna tell you what state but um he went to the University of Alabama, but he was also an engineer uh, here. And so he can tie in a lot of different areas of life and then the expertise around college football. And he kind of explained how this process, this door got knocked down. There's probably there's no way I can really summarize it because of his skill set. But he, he talked about how the NCAA didn't really do anything. And here we are. I mean, that's how we ended up. I think I thought one of your other guests said they were trying to do some regard to transfer portals. Well, what one transfer or, or something like that? Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and right. Well, and um, was it Torres that said it? No, maybe yeah, it was Josh. Torres. 
I mean, it may have been. So, I'm, I'm so trying to think. But it. yeah, okay. Well, you talked about how college coaches complained about this, right? Yeah, okay. So they were trying to limit it to what one transfer or something like that. Yeah, uh, and so, all so that got go. yeah, all that got blown away. Yeah, and yeah, now here we are. See, <laughs> so you see, you coaches. Um, yeah, um, it, the rules are what they are, and uh, you know, the uh, transfer portal is, was is decimating Alabama right now. But the rule, but. In fairness to the rules, that hey, if a coach leaves or or uh, retires or whatever, the players do have the option to do that with the thirty day window, and they're taking advantage of it. It's just amazing that so many players are, are deciding to jump ship. But I mean, that's I mean, uh, if somebody's offering them money, most likely they are. Then that's just how it goes. I don't like the idea that some people are suggesting the players are doing something wrong or immoral because they're choosing to uh, leave this university. Hey, the only thing is, it's not wrong or immoral. It's just a decision you probably wouldn't make, but they're choosing to make. There's no right and wrong here. There's just one decision versus another. So the idea of uh, the insinuation of, that some have come across that somehow, you know, calling a ticket with bag money or whatever is uh, in, when they have the, when they have the uh, ability to do so, it's somehow wrong or immoral. I, I do have a big problem with that. No, no one's doing anything wrong or immoral. It's just they're making a choice that you probably wouldn't make, but they're, they're choosing to make the choice. It's just one choice versus another choice. That's not wrong, right or wrong. So, you know, Isaiah Bond, they uh, help maybe to work out for you in Texas. But he's not, it's not, he's not a traitor to the team or the university or turning on his teammates or anything. It's a choice he chose to make that maybe we wouldn't make. Although I'm not so sure I wouldn't make that choice. So let's not uh, let's be let's be a little uh, let be so hard on some of these players for uh, uh, insinuating that they've made done something immoral. Well, or and, and, and and Robert, you're going to see uh, you know players that are going to go the other way. I mean, I look at Caden Proctor and I go, okay. He was a project. He was a development guy. I don't know if you could get him to be a first-rounder. His size certainly checks a lot of boxes. But do you think he got any better from game number one to game number 14? Little. Some. I mean, mean, when it came from the elite talent level of Michigan, they destroyed the guy. Right. Yeah, it was, so, I mean, we have liked to have seen them play better, yeah. Now, hey, now Caleb about, Downs, you know, he led the team in tackles. But, I mean, when you look at body. when you look at Caden Proctor, he gave up more sacks than the entire Washington offensive line did. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 yeah, you got to take that into consideration. And um, I hate we lose Isaiah Bond. He's trying not to be the number one. I'm sure, you know, Texas made him off. He couldn't refuse. And, I mean, that's, this is how it's going to go. But yeah, we need the we need the NCAA or some governing body with with the uh, authority that all the colleges agree to and the rules that they agree to on this on this transfer report, and that's where we're losing it. Now we don't need the Congress involved in this because I mean it's, I don't like the idea well, of you know Congress stepping I mean, in and let know, me know what government much. has touched that made it better. And uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But exactly. but we but I mean so, think about it we all waited for government to throw us a life preserver for the last year, you know Greg Sankey and all the college football administrators go into Washington D.C. and look we're going to meet with these guys they're going to help us. 
They really they did, didn't they? The yeah. And they should never have been a route in the first place. No. Oh, regardless. It, of, it was a like, sign of desperation, there. Robert. That's what it was. I mean, yeah. anybody that yeah. looks to Washington, D.C. to solve any type of problems, whether it's building a home or fixing NIL or uh, trying to regulate, um, I don't look for Washington, D.C.'s to answer for answers. No. Never have, never yeah. will. And we never should. Oh, real quick before I go, and you mentioned about the uh, coaches coming in. I definitely agree with you on the uh, offensive side. I think uh, even with Davis coaches, because that's going to be an upgrade. Uh, the South Alabama coach, again, like I said the other day, um, he would have, you know, uh, some games would be really good and some games not so good. I, if the talent he had, of course, had played a huge factor in that. But, you know, as I say, you know, he's one of the uh, elite, like the uh, Washington offensive coordinator coming in or the Washington deep, uh, offensive uh, line coach coming in. I don't know if he's that level. There's no way to know until he gets there. Yeah. So, gotcha. Find out this year. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate you, man. We'll come back. We'll take Johnny and Coleman on the other side. Then we'll continue with more phone calls. T Town Tide 100.9, 1230WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Talk about grilling so often. If you want to dominate the grill today or any day, go visit our friends at Mark's Mark in downtown Northport. I walk in there all the time. There's new things added, whether you're trying to amp up the spice cabinet or whether you're going in for a great ribeye, a salmon swirl, a chicken swirl, which is that's what they're home of since 1978. The seafood entrees, the great cheesecake, the great pies that are made here locally in Alabama, the Blue Spring Living Water. You'll find it at Mark's Mark in downtown downtown Northport under that roll tide bridge go see the friendly folks at Mark's Mark downtown Northport under that roll tide bridge tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather we're above freezing this afternoon the sky mostly sunny the high today 37 for tonight increasingly cloudy not as cold as last night the low 22 tomorrow mostly cloudy the chance of some light rain by afternoon the high 46 I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 weather center on tide 100.9 it's 36 degrees in Tuscaloosa Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. Touchdown, Alabama! On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And I will say this, for the guys who are staying here in Tuscaloosa and they're locked into rebuilding this program, those kind of remind me of the Foxhole guys, right? You want those guys in your Foxhole. You want those guys, when you think about it, when I look back at D'Amico Rines, who is out of Houston right now, when I think about Brody Kroll, when I think about Roman Harper, when I think about Anthony Madison, when I think about Ramsey Robinson, I think about those players. Freddie Roach was also part of that as well. I think about the group, that galvanizing moment that they held it all together when the NCAA popped us in the mouth and we went through coaching search and coaching search and they kept it together. That's where these players had decided to stay. Alabama fans will be forever loyal to those players. Johnny Coleman, Alabama. Johnny, good afternoon. You're in the game. Are you in the transfer portal? Johnny in the house. No, I ain't no dang transfer portal, right? Would, would no. you? Would you? Would you be an Auburn fan for a hundred thousand dollars? No. Two hundred. Now, I just want to say thank you, Robert. I wasn't even going to talk on this conversation until Rob. He always gives me content. Hey, I love Robert. I ain't never met him. I met a lot of callers, but 
I'm sure Robert's a good guy, but he went down the avenue that he should never went down. Not with an old school, 60 year old, been around the block. There ain't no moral issue. There ain't no, I ain't doing nothing wrong issue. Are you stupid kidding me? When you signed the contract to come to the University of Alabama or any other school, you have committed to that program. Period. You can make all the dang excuses you want that I, I'm coming because Nick Saban's a coach. That's what it is. It's a dang excuse. You come and you hear every time you talk to these ballplayers, right? They come to Alabama because it's the greatest program in the country. That's the reason they come. But there ain't no moral issue. It's first chance they get out the front door they go. Now, uh, that's a big moral issue to me. Well, you commitment, made a commitment to yeah, something, but, then you but turn Johnny, your you, back on. You know, a word may mean something to you, but um, unfortunately, the value has been taken away. It's it's lost. Yeah, it's lost. why is that? It's just like our freedom's been took away. Why is it happening, right? Because we're allowing it. And then who brought it? Was it Torres that actually brought Congress up? No, 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 it was not Torres. Tor- and and really, nobody bragged on Washington, D.C. They were explaining how did we get here. And we all, all I did was add to it and say, anytime you look to Washington, D.C. to solve problems, because <laughs> that's where college bureaucrats, remember Nick Saban flew up there and he was supposed to have Joe Manchin and Tommy Tuberville to really solve college football's problems. Yeah. We're still yeah. waiting, yeah. Johnny. We're still waiting for them yeah. to help. Well, they ain't help. It looks like they, they sat back there like a bunch of politicians in a room somewhere and stabbing the whole. I mean, look, Ryan, here, here's where I'm going with this. I'm not trying to be hardcore with it. But, all right, let's just use this for instance. All right. When I started calling you, I chose to do that. Well, I mean, you're NIL that, deal. No. We got you an NIL deal. I mean, let's, let's Well, be. Ryan, don't spill the beans, son. Hush, right? That gummy. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. trying to be good about this. So, here's what I'm saying. I was calling this other fella. You remember that, Ryan? You remember me calling that other fella? The Tennessee fella? grad? Yeah, that Tennessee grad. Yeah, I think so. I think, I, I think I've, I've heard about that. Which I got to give him credit. He did make me a little bit popular. Well, actually, he made me a whole lot popular. But the same issue happened to him, Ryan. He come to a humble table and took the money and run, and he stabbed every caller that put him on the mouth in the back. So, so... When I got to hearing about this ride about the beard and wonder, well, I'm looking. See, I don't play that game that he's playing. I didn't like that ride. So I don't get a penny for picking this phone up calling you. I do it because I enjoy doing it, A, because I enjoy doing it. B, I love you as a person. I know you personally. And B, this is like a family I mean, this is what sports radio should be all about, man. So, 
I've been in situations that I've, I've been really busy and had had to work and it's hard to call, and I can't tell you how much that's bothered me. But sometimes life throws in curveballs, right? I do. So my my point is, I had I had a choice to making a commitment to a radio show. I could have called anybody in the country. But I made a commitment to throw all my chips on Ryan Fowler, and that's exactly what I still do today. When I get a chance to call, I don't call the Tennessee grass. I don't call the people in Nashville. I don't call nobody. I mean, I, I love Gary Harris today. I don't even call Gary. Who do I call, Ryan? Man, I mean, you're making me feel good. Uh... The one and only Speedo Bearded Wonder. That's who I call. Why? Because I know you're true to who you are, buddy. That well, means a lot to me. When these damn players come out here, look, the bottom line, Ryan, like I told you yesterday, I didn't even really know Nick Saban. I love everything he's done in my university. And I consider it mine because I live in the state of Alabama, and I sure don't pull for the cow lickers. So who do I pull for? That'd be Roe Tide, baby, all Roll day, every day, tie. all day. Johnny, so I gotta get to the When real I quick. buy that, I know, I know, I gotta hurry. When I buy that ticket, I don't go to that stupid game when I pay eighty dollars for a ticket to see Nick Saban. I go to that uh, that game to see the players that made a commitment to the university to go out on that field and win the game. And when they put money in the wrong areas and use that for excuse, I ain't got. I, there's nothing I got to say about that. It's ridiculous. It's a joke. But Ryan, always remember this, old buddy. You can't plan a dead dumb thing. You can't get nothing to grow. You can't make nothing happen unless you put it in the ground. Go, Tide. Roll, Tide. We go to Chris Hummer. He covers the transfer portal. Where could Alabama add? Who could they add? We'll ask him next. T-Town Tide, 100.9, WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Dan Byer. Couple of breaking news items from the NBA. And we start with Golden State. Warriors assistant Dejan Milojevic has passed away after suffering a medical emergency at a team dinner last evening in Utah. Milojevic was also the coach of Nikola Jokic, the Nuggets center, when both were in Serbia. Milojevic was 46 years old. Tonight's Warriors jazz game had already been postponed because of the situation. Pacers are acquiring forward Pascal Siakam in a trade with the Toronto Raptors. Indiana giving up three first-round picks and Bruce Brown Jr. as part of the deal. Two of those first-rounders occur in the 2024 draft. Patriots introduced Gerard Mayo today as the team's head football coach, replacing Bill Belichick. For me, I'm not trying to be Bill. Bill is his own man. If you can't tell by now, I'm a little bit different even up here. The Cleveland Browns fired offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt today along with two other offensive assistants. Alabama.
Alabama Credit Union. Feel good about your money. AlabamaCU.com. The mobile app makes banking so much more convenient. All the mobile deposits, many times, you don't even have to go into the bank to manage your money. Whether we're talking about checking, savings, mortgage, home equity loan, financing a vehicle. And remember, Roll Tide, show your pride with the official credit card of the University of Alabama Alumni Association, AlabamaCU.com. Alabama Credit Union with great branches all over West Alabama and throughout the state of Alabama. Alabama Credit Union. This is a special. minutes. We're going to go right back to phone calls. We'll go to Ron and Marilyn. We'll be first up. Then we'll go to Joe and Pisca, Philip and Lynette, Tommy and Romulus, and many others. We'll go back to those busy set of telephone calls uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes. We're going to Chris Hummer in about 15 seconds. I will tell you that we are always powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. TuscaloosaToyota.com. Whether we're talking about the Highlander, whether we're talking about the RAV4, the Camry, the Corolla, uh, Forerunner, two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, the Camry, the, excuse me, the Tundra, or the Tacoma, two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive. Some great interest specials right down the most inventory that we've had in over two and a half years. Chris Hummer is a national college football analyst, but he is a guy who covers the transfer portal, part of his responsibilities for 247 Sports, and he joins us right now to break down a lot of this chaos. Chris Hummer, welcome to a very busy Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Hope all is well. What's up, man? How are you? Uh, taking a deep busy. breath. Taking a deep breath. But man, I, you know, I love uh, your work, but I also, um, I can't imagine the stress uh, of your job. I mean, it, it's chaotic. Uh, I mean, we're dealing with this with just the transfer portal from Alabama perspective. You cover it for the entire country. Yeah, it's it's hectic. Um, I thought we were almost out of the busy season. Um, really did. A national championship came and went. Was feeling good, and then uh, sitting in Nashville for the coaches' convention, and the Nick Saban news drops, and uh, it changes everything. Uh, we've seen it with head coaches, and we're seeing it in the portal uh, when the when the goat retires, it causes a shakeup, and we're seeing that right now. Well, and you think about this: if Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL, and whoever replaces him, and whoever replaces him, uh, Chris, <laughs> I hope you can live on low sleep for a few days because I don't think this chaos is going to sl- slow down anytime soon. No, um, it definitely isn't. I mean, there's what three open FBS head coaching jobs, and obviously um, the Jim Harbaugh news is hanging out there. There, I think some other rumors about coaches while in college and potential NFL interest. Um, I, I don't know if those will actually happen. But, yeah, it's um, it's a busy time, and it, I think it reflects how much college football has changed. It used to be um, five or six years ago when the national championship ended. Um, we would pretty much be done with college football news for a while. There would be a couple of high school recruits who would get to sign and would probably go on ESPN and out their decisions. But January used to be kind of slow, and that is not the case anymore. Chris, uh, and, and we'll go back to the portal here in just a couple of minutes. You've also got a uh, – you and Matt Zenitz uh, co-wrote an article, Sources, Big Support Changes Coming at Alabama. Give us an update. I, I've read the article, but uh, for those who haven't had a chance to visit 247 Sports and read Chris Hummer, Matt Zenitz's article, give me an update. Yeah, uh, well, um, Kalen DeBoer obviously came in and 
we've seen a lot of on-field staff changes, but what's pretty unique about Alabama compared to the rest of the country is they have the largest support staff in, in the nation without much question. Um, well over um, a dozen analysts, uh, plus throw in recruiting support staffers. You're talking about two to three dozen um, staffers there to help assist Alabama with everything. Um, and there's been almost complete turnover uh, on that side of things with Kalen DeBoer. Um, you know, uh, and everybody knows, that Nick Saban's been um, a reformer of careers in his times. Uh, guys like Charlie Strong are on staff. Guys like Ken Wisenhut are on staff. Neither one of them are expected to be back for our sources. Um, former LSU quarterback Zach Mettenberger is, is not coming back. John McNulty, the former Boston College offensive coordinator, isn't coming back. And there were only a handful of uh, off-field analysts and off-field recruiting uh, staff members that were kept by the current staff. So that is an article that you can read more about, 247 Sports. That article was uh, co-written by Matt Zenitz, which is also a friend of our program, lives here in Tuscaloosa. Chris Hummer right now based with us. Let's go to this transfer portal window. Uh, give us the rules. Is it when Kalen DeBoer was hired, there's 30 days, or is it the time Nick Saban has announced? Give me that 30-day window, and when does it close? Um, it depends on the program. So it's triggered whenever a coach leaves his school, a head coach specifically. So I don't remember the exact date. Um, I would have to go back through it, but I believe it was last was it last Wednesday when it Nick was. Saban retired? Yeah. yeah, we're actually at the so, point right now. One week from right now, 4.09, it was 4.06 when that announcement came down. Well, it feels like a month. Um, <laughs> it does. But, yeah, so Nick Saban retired at 4.06 um, on Wednesday, January. I guess that would be 10th. So I believe, um, if I'm doing the math in my head correctly, Alabama players have through February 9th to enter the transfer portal. So a full... 30 days. Um, it could be February 8th. Um, again, math, not, not my strong suit, but, um, and then if Kalen DeBoer was hired, I believe two days later, then, um, Washington players have through February 11th to enter the transfer portal. And, um, if you, if fans there care about South Alabama and Buffalo transfer news, that would go, uh, past Valentine's day, most likely. So, um, this is, this is something that's going to go well into mid February, the portal window might be closed for everybody else, but for any school that had a head coaching change in the last 30 days, there's a window for them to go in the portal whenever they'd like. Chris, let me ask a question. This is truly, it's not a statement, it's a question. Okay, the academic calendar, the semester has already started here at the University of Alabama. The drop ad period, um, it ends today, right? So at 5 o'clock, you, you, you can no longer add an official class, right? I mean, there may be ways that you can get around that, but I don't really know. The academic calendar doesn't stop just because of the portal. How does that impact the portal window? Because let's say if you're a player and let's say next Tuesday you say, you know what, I'm going in that portal. I'm going to put my name in that portal. I'm leaving here. A lot of those financial funds, scholarships, room and board, those things end right there. I mean, I've been told that, uh, hey, you go put your name in the portal, uh, you're locked out. I mean, you, you got to go and you got to go get, you know, housing and all these different other options here. And that's pretty much not an Alabama thing. It's cross college football. How does that impact the portal or do, does it? Well, I mean, it definitely has a significant impact. And I will say it depends on the school. Like some schools will, you're not really allowed to remove somebody from scholarship um, if they, well, it's kind of a complicated thing. Most schools will keep a player on scholarship at the end of the semester. Okay. Um, okay. And especially 
a lot of schools will at least because um, they let you finish up your term because the aid is essentially paid for. It can it can vary, um, but I, I will say I don't. I know Nick Saban probably wasn't thinking about the academic calendar completely when he retired, but I think it was purposeful that it waited a few days after, um, closer to the um, start of that second semester, because that makes it more difficult for players to leave, at least this semester. Um, schools can be creative. Uh, for example, um, Tyler Barron, the former Tennessee edge rusher, or was committed to Ole Miss. Um, Louisville's um, enrollment period had already ended, but he still flipped to Louisville, and they figured out a way to get him into school. So it can make things more complicated, but it's it's not an impossible hurdle to clear. But a lot of these guys who you see jumping in the portal now are going to have to move very quickly because you're right that um, at the end of the day, the academic calendar is not going to change for these athletes. Schools can do a lot to get athletes in the school, but you can't change uh, when classes start and how to accrue credits. So a lot of these players are going to be up against the clock if they hope to be in class um, at their new school this semester. Kristen, in just the scenario that you painted, let's say that you're an online student. You could literally be at another school taking online classes in Alabama. And I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting chaotic. Maybe I'm getting too much in the weeds. But I'm just sitting here going, online classes? You really? I mean, continue the payment plan? I don't know. That just seems really chaotic. All right, Chris, I, I know I got a bunch of different questions here. Uh, you mentioned Caleb Downs a couple of hours ago in your article talking about uh, that he could demand quarterback-type money. What are you expecting? Um, well, Caleb's a, I mean, Caleb's a pretty unique case. Um, not only was he a true freshman All-American this year, but he was one of the best safeties in the country, uh, period, regardless of classification. So he, entering the portal, can command more value from an NIL perspective than almost any other player, I mean, perhaps outside of quarterback. Um, and I had a quote in the piece uh, for a Power 5 player personnel director saying he'll get top QB money. He's a true million-plus guy, well worth the more than two years you get of him. Um, and I think that's how schools think of Caleb Downs and players like Caleb. Um, not only are you getting a established starter um, that can jump in your lineup and contribute right away, but you're getting an established starter who's going to be there for multiple years, and that is infinitely value, valuable for programs. Um, so he's going to command a lot from an NIL perspective. As for the schools that will be in the mix, um, I don't think I'm breaking any news here. I think um, it's pretty easy on that front. It's Georgia and Ohio State. Those were the two schools that were in it with Alabama through the deadline for Caleb Downs, essentially, um, in high school. Um, I believe Ohio State was his last visit um, during his high school recruiting process before he stayed committed to Alabama. Georgia, there are a ton of connections. He's from Georgia. Um, Tavares Robinson, the former Alabama's uh, defensive backs coach is now at Georgia's co-defensive coordinator and safeties coach. Um, it's not hard to connect the dots there. And I think those are the two schools that are going to be out in front with Caleb Downs, although there's certainly going to be other schools that are going to try to enter that mix. Chris, how about Caden Proctor? How big of a demand? Uh, gigantic. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to find quality offensive line play in the portal. And um, Caden Proctor... I know he had his struggles this year. I think he gave up more sacks than any offensive tackle in college football this season, or at least in the Power Five. But, I mean, he still held up in SEC play. He still was the starting left tackle. 
um, for a college football playoff team. As for who is in line to get him, I think that line starts with Iowa, and I'm sure some Alabama fans are just um, confused hearing that. Like, you might lose a starting offensive tackle to Iowa. But Caden Proctor was committed to Iowa for a really long time. Um, I think up until the day before the early signing period, um, I've heard some different things about Caden being homesick. Um, I think Iowa probably feels pretty confident about where they sit with Caden Proctor, and they have a history of offensive line development as well. But just like with Caleb, like if other schools can get in line, they're certainly going to try to. Caleb Proctor is that type of offensive tackle prospect. I just I do like where the uh, Hawkeyes sit for him, though. Chris, do you see any of these players coming back to Alabama, even though they've put their name in the transfer portal? I mean, do you see some of these guys that are not committed yet coming back? I mean, could you see it? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It happens. It happens all the time. But um, I think the new Alabama staff has some work to do um, from that perspective. Um, I think something that I'll get lost with. Um, you talked earlier about the story Matt and I wrote about the support staff um, essentially getting laid off in mass. And something that gets lost there is, and especially in the SEC, a lot of those guys play critical roles in the recruitment of these players. Like they're not just off-field coaches. Like, a lot of the off-field coaches on Alabama staff are, like, primary recruiters or at least significant recruiters for a lot of these players. And by laying that group off in mass, essentially, you risk losing a large chunk of your roster and a lot of the relationships attached to those players in the roster. So from that perspective, I think Alabama's a little behind where maybe where they could have been had they approach things a different way um, in Kalen DeBoer's first week. Um, but, I, I mean, there's still like there's still time to reel these guys back. But um, at least for right now, like I, I don't envision many of these guys returning, um, if any of them. Um, but things could always change. Let me ask you about UW's players getting in the portal. Do you see any of those making the transition to Tuscaloosa? Oh, I, I'm – certain that'll happen. I mean, Kalen DeBoer's already expressed interest in some of these guys, like Jabbar Muhammad, uh, their cornerback, uh, who I think a lot of people probably noticed against Texas in the uh, in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, he played really well. Um, is going to visit Alabama soon after a visit from Texas. And I think it's funny how often we see Texas come up with a lot of these guys, obviously with the Steve Sarkeesian connection and a lot of other people on that staff. But yeah, I mean, multiple, I think three of Washington's starting offensive linemen are in the transfer portal. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, um, they're a special teams player, kick returners in the portal. I think Kalen Moore and that staff will be pretty aggressive trying to add some of those talented pieces to replace the departures we saw uh, from the roster in Alabama right now. But they're going to have a lot of competition. There's going to be a lot of teams looking to sign those players. So it'll be interesting to how, see how the new staff handles that transition. Hey, Chris, I promise this will be the final question. I'd like to ask you, as far as the staff that he has assembled at this point, uh, give me your evaluation on what you see here as he's put these offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, just a uh, kind of a generic question around his coaching staff. Well, I mean, it's very impressive to take two sitting FBS head coaches and add them to your roster. I think – Honestly, it says a lot about the way um, college football works in this era that a head coach that just won the Sun Belt two years ago would be willing to take the co-DC job at Alabama. Um, and same thing with Maurice Lindquist, who obviously has experience at A&M and 
Michigan, among other places. So from that perspective, it's an excellent staff. Ryan Grubb, I think, is one of the most well-respected um, offensive coordinators in the country uh, in terms of his like play, his play-calling acumen. I mean, he turned down Nick Saban just a year ago, uh, and ultimately Alabama to go for Tommy Reese. So it's a strong staff. Um, I just wonder how this staff will hold up from a recruiting standpoint. Um, I think that'll be the big question. I don't have any question about Kalen DeVore's ability to recruit or his ability to develop and coach. I think he showed that at every step of the way, but I think the staff is going to have to prove a lot over the next 12 to 24 months about how they hold up in the SEC from a recruiting standpoint. Cause as great as Nick Saban was, and he's the best coach of all time, he wasn't just, he wasn't the best coach of all time because he was the best play caller or the best developer. He was the best coach of all time, at least, a big chunk of the reason he was the best all coach of all time was he was the best recruiter of all time. And if that's what this staff has to show, the staff is going to have to show it can recruit to that level. Otherwise it's going to fall behind the rest of the SEC. Have you heard anything about the collective? Is it where it needs to be? I mean, is Alabama competitive in the collective market? Uh, it depends on how you define collective or define competitive, I suppose. Um, it's Alabama is not, I think everybody thinks of Alabama as this um, this financial powerhouse, and in some ways they are, but from a collective standpoint, um, they're definitely a little behind schools like Texas or schools like Miami or schools like Oregon, um, the programs that I would consider top of the market from a collective perspective. Um, Chris, I've got a lottery ticket I, for tonight. If, if my numbers come up, I can fix that. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm kidding. Sure they I'm would just kidding. I'm donation. just kidding. But I mean, that's. I mean, think about it. that's the world of college football that we live in, right? I mean, if you're a billionaire or a millionaire, you can you can go buy your recruiting class. That's just where we're at. No, it's it's absolutely true. And I mean, I think Nick Saban covered up for a lot um, there. And I, you could. It's not just Alabama. Like Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson are in the same way. Like none of those teams are as far ahead as you think from an NIL perspective. They were continuing to get elite recruits because they won and they continue to win. But now that Nick Saban is gone, I don't think um, Alabama can lean on that in the same way. So that, that arm of Alabama athletics, or I guess not Alabama athletics since it's a separate entity is going to have to activate um, in order to be competitive uh, moving forward. Um, so that, that's certainly something to watch as well. Yeah, But maybe Nick Saban plays a role in that as well. Maybe he understands that his hands were tied in certain ways. I mean, could you imagine Nick Saban calling a booster saying, Hey, can you give me fifty thousand for the collective? I mean, how do you turn that down? I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah, I mean you um, could use that. I mean, maybe roles that he couldn't play a few days ago. Maybe he can play that role now. I'm, I'm just throwing out hypotheses here, but could be. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I don't personally. I know Nick Saban's still going to have a role at Alabama. I'd be curious to know uh, what that looks like, and some of that stuff with the collectives can get very complicated in terms of what's allowed to happen and what isn't. Okay. Um, but yeah, no question. I mean, Nick Saban's already shown um, quite a business acumen um, in terms of his ability to um, fundraise and build hotels around Tuscaloosa and have car dealerships if he chooses to apply that and his recruiting abilities to the NIL game. I'm sure Alabama would be very successful. Chris Hummer, I appreciate the extra time today. Let me invite people to connect with you, 247 Sports, 247 Sports, at Chris underscore Hummer, H-U-M-M-E-R. Chris Hummer, thank you for your time. We're all uh, paying very close attention to your Twitter profile and also uh, when you look at 247 Sports. Thank you, man. 
Absolutely. Thank you, Chris Hummer, knocking it completely out of the park. Wow, I learned a lot during that conversation. Thank you, Chris. We're free the rest of the way. We're taking more phone calls next. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. This hour is West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. The extreme cold and ice of the last few days has created problems for public works and first responders. It's taken a combination of ALEA, state troopers, Aladot, and mobile support teams from the Alabama National Guard to respond to the issues the ice and cold weather has created. Alabama star freshman safety Caleb Downs plans to enter the transfer portal. Downs, who won the SEC Freshman of the Year award, was one of the Tide's best defenders in his freshman season, finishing the year with over 100 total tackles and two interceptions. For these stories and more, log on to TuscaloosaThread.com. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice-daily email newsletters. Tide 100.9 Traffic. Tuscaloosa Traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. That road construction has you very slow right now. It's a long line of delays, and this is on the northeast side of 2059, just before Joe Malisham Parkway. You want to watch out for that. A couple of lanes are blocked, and it's going to cost you a solid, taking you back past Holly. Springs Lane. The other road construction zones, uh, not too bad right now. McFarland Boulevard, both east and west found near Lurleen Wallace Boulevard. You only have moderate slow goes. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Tammy Thomas. Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. We're above freezing this afternoon. The sky mostly sunny. The high today 37. For tonight, increasingly cloudy. Not as cold as last night. Below 22. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. The chance of some light rain by afternoon. The high 46. I'm Jane Span on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 36 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Where the legends of Alabama football hang out. McCarran, draw play. Lacey, huge hole. Touchdown. Yep, yep. Alabama touchdown. The game with Ryan Fowler. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Fifteen thirty, McFarland Boulevard. Uh, today, I went over for lunch and uh, had a great lunch. I went with the pork chops, the, the fried pork loin that they are able to do there. It's pretty incredible. Under the Baja fish tacos were on the menu. They were also doing a spud burger, and uh, you know, I, I I got my lunch ball today. I appreciate uh, guys over at North Star. I mean, they said, uh, you know, you've been working hard, and uh, they took care of my lunch. So uh, I, we normally go solo, but. Uh, Appreciate the guys, North Star. Thank you, guys. Uh, Southern Alhouse, 1530 McFarland Boulevard, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. If you're thinking about dinner tonight, Baja Fish Tacos, Prime Ribs, Smoked Pork Shop, always a great option. If you're thinking about lunch tomorrow, Hot Style Chicken Tacos, Coffee Rub uh, Brisket Po' Boy, uh, the Black and Mahi Mahi with Boom Boom Sauce, Black Eyed Peas will be the vegetable today, Prime Rib tomorrow evening, Smoked Pork Shop, Cajun Shrimp Alfredo. It's Monday through Saturday, lunch and dinner options at Southern Alhouse, 1530 McFarland Boulevard, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. Also, the great wait staff that do an amazing job. It is Southern L House. Let's go to Ron in Maryland. Ron, good afternoon. You're in the game. 
Roll Tide, Brian. Roll Tide. Hey, look, um, you know, it was kind of a shock to everybody uh, when Coach Saban retired. Um, but we should have known that it was coming uh, in the next couple of years at least. But um, I hope that, uh, well, when the when the greatest that ever does it walks away, you know all heck had, had to break loose. And we should have expected that. But um, I'm hoping that Alabama will be the poster child to get rid of this automatic 30-day transfer portal when a team loses their coach. Um, because, what is there, maybe four teams in the nation right now that transfer portals open? And so all the rest of the teams in the nation, I don't think it's fair. All the rest well, of the you teams got, in the nation. you got Alabama, Washington, Arizona, University of Buffalo, University of South Alabama, because those coaches have departed uh, there may right. be others out there that could be in that 30-day window. but Right, but just a small handful. Just a small handful, of, yeah. And all the rest of the teams in the nation, are, they're circling around those teams' sure. rosters sure. like vultures. Sure, they're And tamper. I don't think that's fair. And the teams that lost their head coach, they can't really fight back. And um, so I think they should get rid of that, and then the players would have to wait till the spring transfer portal, and that would give them a chance to get to know their new coaching staff and – I think make a better decision. Um, and, um, it, quite frankly, with, in our situation, I think that this coaching staff, other than Coach Saban, um, is an upgrade all the way around. And, um, it feels that I way. Agree with, yeah, I agree with what Devontae Smith said that any Alabama players that are leaving now are idiots. And, um, Caleb Downs, I don't understand. You know, if he, he he's wanting to get to the NFL, and it seems like he wants he may want to follow his buddy T. Rob to Georgia, but uh, if he stays here at Alabama, his position coach is somebody that coached the secondary for the Dallas Cowboys. That is the NFL. So I just don't understand the thought of. Well, I mean, is it just simply right is now. is money what is motivating? I didn't think he was that type. I really didn't. I didn't think I, – I, I just – as good as he is, I thought he was getting some NIL um, money and that he could just – he knew what he was he – was, he was going to be a – when he's eligible for the draft, barring any kind of injury, I think he's going to be the number one safety taken in the draft. So um, I just didn't think that was a thing with him. But – uh Caden Proctor, you know, people say, well, he's homesick and stuff. Well, if he decides to go to Iowa, he can forget any chance of ever winning a championship in college because their offense is anemic. I mean, the opposing team could get on a bus and leave in the middle of the third quarter, and Iowa still wouldn't score. Um, and here's another thing. Um, I thought it was interesting that, that Ryan Williams, um, the day after he got back from his weekend trip to Texas A&M, he was in Tuscaloosa, and he was hanging out with Jalen Mbakwe and uh, Julian Sayan. And um, I think he really needs to look at this offensive coaching staff because uh, they had two over 1,100-yard uh, wide receivers this year, and I think they had another one that got injured and missed a couple of years, a couple of years, a couple of games, or a few games, and he had maybe 800 yards. Don't quote me on that, but... Um, Somebody had to be catching the passes because they had like somewhere between 4,500 and 5,000 yards passing. So somebody had to be catching them. And he's tailor-made for this offense. And um, 
quite frankly, I think if he signs with Alabama, I think his buddy uh, Jamie French the next year um, will recommit to Alabama. Well, and, uh, you, with you, staff, you put the recruiting class for 2025, and I know you've got some still some pieces out here of 2024 that you're going to have to really you know, be able to build. And I know Ron Williams is coming in this weekend uh, for an official visit. But when you think about that, that is, yeah, it's a priority. But I think as oh, Coach DeBoer talked about, re-recruiting your players may be the bigger priority. That Yes. And right after that is probably Ryan Williams because he's about the only one left out there in the 24 class that, that we're after. But, uh, yeah, he has to look at, uh, you know, Rome Odunze, um, Rivals had him rated as the number 44 uh, receiver and the number 239 overall player when he came out of high school. And now he's going to be a first-round pick, and he just had 1,640 yards receiving this year. Um, this yeah. coaching staff knows how to do it. Well, I think development side of things, too, top to bottom – I think when you're right. in a place I mean, like Washington, you I almost have to be to be able to put yourself in a national championship game because you're not you're not getting the elite talent, right? No, I mean, you're getting was, some, he, but he you're did not. That with three and four stars, and now he's going to be having four and five stars. There we go. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate you, man. All righty, and roll tide. Right back to you. We'll come back. We'll take uh, Philip on the other side. Joe and Pisca will be also next. Tommy and Robin is Tony. We'll get to all of you guys. Coming up next, T-Town Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Rumsey Environmental, serving the sound of my voice with waste removal services, portable toilet services, construction debris removal containers customized to fit your job site. Maybe it's remodeling. Maybe it's the storage containers. We did this about a year ago, moved all of our furniture into a storage container, brought out the construction debris removal containers. They customized to fit your job site. When you talk about when you have to know it's being done right, that's the time to call Rumsey Environmental, 205-248-0002, 205-248-0002. Rumsey Environmental, a one-stop shop serving West Alabama for all of your waste removal needs. Hey, Buckner here. Weekday mornings at 6 a.m., the Martin Houston Show. This is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, powered by Max Sports. I know it's early, but it's worth to get up 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. every day, Monday through Friday. This Thursday, we'll be talking true false. Is college football broken beyond repair? We'll also have some recruiting conversation, and we'll definitely keep our eyes and ears open to see what Coach Kalen DeBoer does next with his coaching staff and recruiting his current roster. Those conversations and more right here on your home for Alabama Sports Tide 100.9 and 12.30 a.m. WTBC. Catch the Martin Houston Show from 6 to 7 weekday mornings on Tide 100.9. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
Urgent Care Family Medicine, no appointment necessary. The super doctors who live and work in our area, if you're a little under the weather, we're going to get you back to 100%. We can do that by either location, Rice Mine Road, which is our North River location. Also, Northport, right past Highway 43, Tuscaloosa, the Lowe's Shopping Center. You'll find those guys. Also, Demopolis, Fayette, Alabama, the Urgent Care Family medicine, injuries, occupational health. If you're a little under the weather, let's get you back to 100% before the weekend. MedCenter, UrgentCare.com, the online check-in available right there. Let's continue with more phone calls, and we go to Philip. Philip, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. Hey, good, good to talk to you today, Ryan. Hey, thank you. Thank you for calling in. What's yeah. on your mind? Yes, the phone calls have been fascinating, and, and the show has been absolutely outstanding today. I appreciate your efforts. Um I've got a couple things, you know, that I'd like to hit on. Um, first of all, I'll, I'll answer your question now. Uh, college football is in an absolutely terrible spot right now, uh, an awful spot. The the 30 days um, uh, extra punishment that Alabama got because a legend did a normal course uh, of um, life decision called retirement and Alabama gets hit with 30 days additional portaling time. Now, what, what, what if a coach on a recruiting trip tonight, his, his plane crashed and died? What happens then? Wow, I never really thought about it that like that, but I guess uh, if you have to replace a coach, I guess that would – I mean, I don't know legality, yeah. but I would so, assume that that portal would be so, open as so well. The 30-day portaling – that when, a, when something happens to a coach, it ought to be reserved for scandals like gambling or something like that, or or other uh, acts of ill repute. It ought to be Penn punishment, State. right? Right. right. Yeah, so it ought to be like the Penn State situation or a gambling situation. That's the only reason I could think of tacking on an additional thirty days. I think just if a coach leaves just to get another job. You know, maybe look at that too, but 30 days is ridiculous for a guy retiring like Nick Saban. Um, well, I mean, I can't I just imagine I, in the room. Can you imagine when you're sitting there with the bureaucrats of college football and they go, hey, this this is something we need to vote on, and they throw it out and they actually pass something like this? They did. And, and, and going back to what Josh talked about, about the NCAA having a year to, to to put some fences up around this issue, and they did absolutely nothing. 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 So, you know, and, and that's a problem that goes back to the colleges and universities not keeping an eye on the NCAA to make sure they acted within a year. So there was a there was colossal fall down on all points. But what I want to get to, Ryan, and, and this is this is futuristic thinking and and my parents who finished at Alabama back in the 40s and my brothers who finished in the late 60s and early 70s and me who finished in the early 80s, uh, you know, our attitude was, well, you know, we're, we're a proud university and we can't do anything tacky or unseemly. But I think the time has possibly come for Alabama to completely think out of the box as far as what they need. And what they need is money. And when we sold ads for the high school football program back when I was going to high school, we didn't go to individuals. We went to businesses. I think the time has come for the University of Alabama to seek and and recruit major corporate sponsors to help them financially. Well, see, Philip, in, in a lot of ways, you can do that, but that's also money that you've already got in another area. 
So I'm talking more, Brian. I'm talking more along the lines of 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 naming rights and and that type thing. Okay. For instance, if you could envision Bryant Denny Stadium, the both end zones and both sides, with absolutely gigantic Mercedes Benz logos affixed to those exterior positions. I'm talking about Publix having huge signage at the basketball venue if they get a new one, or at Coleman. I'm talking about Aflac, who Nick Saban is very well affiliated with, with huge signage at the baseball facility or the football stadium. That's where I'm going with this. More of a naming rights. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think it's a possibility. I think it's something that could definitely be explored. You know, when you speak of the basketball arena, I can't even imagine that that right now is even a top ten priority. Well, it, it won't be based on the old way of doing things. Uh, I think they probably do need to reseat the thing, uh, the seating. And I've gone on record as saying that I think they're going to have to even come off that 10000 mark. Baylor just opened up a brand-new facility a few weeks ago. I mean, it cost a load. But it's only about seventy two hundred seats. So then you increase the demand, and maybe you raise more money. I guess is the logic. You're absolutely right. You you absolutely raise more money. Okay. So, but I don't know. I I think the corporate thing, as far as what I'm talking about, as far as well, the Alabama brand tied to a corporate. Sponsorship is is no doubt huge. I mean, I try to explain it with Josh, and you know, in in my ways, this is the first time. You know, if if Philip, if you've got a hundred thousand dollars that you're going to donate to the University of Alabama, mm-hmm. we've now pinned the athlete and the athletic department against one another because they're almost competing for that same dollar. Oh, it is. It's a, it's a no win situation. It is. It's a colossally screwed up situation. And and some university is going to some well known university in the future. If it doesn't get corralled and, and reined in, they're going to say we don't have any money. We ain't got any money. You know we don't have any money for baseball. I mean Mississippi State. Can you imagine? Hey, we, we don't have enough money for baseball right so, now. What do we so so and and I guess my question, Philip, is is almost like if you're a booster, you're almost deciding. You you almost have to pick what sports you want to be good at. Well, I mean, if you're Mississippi yeah, yeah. State, you're going, okay, well, baseball is where our priority is. We know that we can be competitive in college baseball. If you're Kentucky, mm-hmm. it's basketball, right? That's not a big state. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're looking at it from different perspectives, I mean, because most schools are not able to go, okay, well, we're going to have an elite this. We're going to have an elite this. We're going to be – I mean, the money's just not there. I mean, you heard mm-hmm. Chris Hummer a couple of seconds ago say, well, you know, Alabama's probably a little bit behind. Mm-hmm. Right. This this sort of um, per- perversely reminds me of that movement a few years ago that gained a lot of traction. Actually, the the insane defund the police. Well, now this this is sort of mind- mindful of that insanity. A college football is almost in a way defunding itself while enriching some eighteen year old kids. Caleb Downs is fixed to get enriched, you know, by a few hundred thousand dollars. But at the same time, there's some defunding going on. I don't care if Georgia gets them or Ohio State gets them. 
they've got to come up with new money next time for the next guy. Sure. Well, and, and, and even if you come up, you know, if you're Caleb Downs, okay, let, let's just say, let's just paint a scenario, and I'm not saying that this will or will not happen, but let's say you come up with a seven-figure money. Let's say you give him a million bucks. I mean, let's just say mm-hmm. Georgia comes up with a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Do you have to go back and re-up that next December, or he's going to put his name in the, the transfer portal again? Well, you know, the, they, they could with him, but they most certainly could do it with, with some other guy. So, I mean, you're yeah, like, you're almost you're leasing players for a certain term because there yeah, is no it, guarantee beyond <laughs> really not even the one season. So mm-hmm. there we go. Well, it, it's a mess. And, and this Ryan Williams thing, you know, uh, he's apparently friends with a couple of Alabama's players. Let's be very, very careful. And I'll end it at that. Thanks, Philip. Have a great day, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's continue here with more phone calls. Let me squeeze in one more right here. I'm sorry. No, I, I went right through that break. Uh, Joe Apisca. Joe, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Ryan. How you doing, buddy? Hey, good. Thank you for calling in. Good. Hey, uh, first of all, I, I went to the Steak and Ale House, uh, <laughs> or Steak and Southern, 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 Southern House Friday. Yeah. You know, I talked to you. We were coming into town for, uh, my son had an event at university on Saturday. Uh, but anyway, another another place, another time. I need to tell you about my trip down and back. But um, <clears throat> the reason I called today was you asked uh, about uh, the state of college football and, and the NIL stuff on your on your Facebook poll. And I, and and look, I'm going to try to be quick because I know you're over a break. Uh, but uh, no, I don't like where it's at. You know, I mean, it, it's not sustainable. Number one for for anybody. I mean, I don't think there's, you know, outside of maybe Texas that, you know, has just money for days that they could just keep throwing and keep throwing and keep throwing. But to what end? You know, even those folks are going to go, hey, I've given all I'm going to give. You know, it's, I mean, people with that kind of money didn't get there by throwing it all away. So, you know, there, there's a stopping point to that. But, you know, I don't know that we want to do the whole thing, you know, was, you know, we've heard for years they want parity in college football, parity in college football. It's not right for Alabama to be so dominant, blah, blah, blah. It makes the sport boring. Does this put us any closer to parity in college football? I don't think it does. Hmm. You know, I mean. I see uh, the way you're looking at it. I, I see what you're saying. Um or, you know, just, well, depending on the minute, you know, I look at it all kind of different ways, you know. I mean, this spins around in my head all day long. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I I think NIL deals need to be contractual. You know, you, you know there there needs to be a given and take on both sides, you know. And if you'll, you'll allow me just a little bit here, you know, if I sign Ryan Fowler for $500,000 to play linebacker at Alabama, well, my expectation is you're going to be there for 15 games, unless you're injured. You know, if it's a if it's a year to year thing, you know, not opting out for the bowl game or, or whatever. You know, well, I would expect you to counter back with, well, hey, you know, if we're not in the college football playoff and I'm going to be a first round draft choice, it makes sense for me to be able to opt out. Okay, so. All right, so we can compromise on that. That's part of the contract. 
Okay, well, if you have more than one year of eligibility left, you know, hey, I'm going to sign you to a multi-year deal. Well, if if the portal window opens because Coach Saban retired, uh, how about if Georgia comes calling on you, they have to uh, buy you out. Oh, so you have like buyouts for players. I mean, well, I mean, it, it needs to be there. You know, like Coach Saban said, there needs to be guardrails. And uh, hey, let me uh, let me hit one more thing real quick, and I'll let you get to your break. So, I've got a friend of mine that's connected to somebody that's in that. Uh, Red Elephant Club or whatever it is, and and he texted me today when Downs entered the portal, and he said that Downs had to enter the portal uh, basically because he was on a a Nick Saban discount in terms of, of NIL, and the only way for him to be able to renegotiate was to enter the portal. So I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I mean, you know, and. But it could be a renegotiating could be. tactic. Well, I mean, I, that's the reason so. I asked Chris Hummer the question if he could see it going back. And by the way, uh, Antonio Kite has committed to Auburn. So uh, bless his heart. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I don't know why you would do that. Well, poultry science is a very popular uh, major among uh, young people. I don't know if you've heard well, of that. Well, I'm, I'm looking out in, at, in my pasture right now. I, I've spotted nine Auburn fans, so I get it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, hey, brother, I, I'll uh, Thanks. when this slows down a little bit, man, I'll, I want to catch up with you offline. I want to tell you about my trip down and back. It was wild. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm uh, always excited about that. Thanks, man. Uh, well, I mean, maybe not necessarily in a good way. It's just a, a funny story, though. Okay, so, okay. All, all right, Ryan. Thank you, you, buddy. Thank you. Right, Joe man. in Pisco. We'll break here. We'll come back. We'll get Tommy and Ron. It's coming up next. T-Town Tide 100.9, 1230. WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center inside the construction zone. You are bumper to bumper. And this one is on 2059 on the northeast lanes just before Joe Malisham Parkway. Several lanes are down and you got bumper to bumper delays back to Holly Springs Lane even past that now. And moving on, McFarland Boulevard, both east and westbound at Lurleen Wallace Boulevard. You'll also tap on the brakes due to that road work. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Tammy Tom. John Wallace CPA, 527 Main Avenue in downtown Northport. Small business and personal income taxes, payroll, sales tax needs. They can also help you with nonprofit or church accounting or auditing in business since 1999. They work for you, not the IRS. When you take on taxes, you got to have someone on your side. It's Don Wallace CPA, 205-345-5595, 205-345-5595. Don Wallace CPA, the official accountant of the game. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We're above freezing this afternoon. The sky mostly sunny. The high today, 37. For tonight, increasingly cloudy. Not as cold as last night. The low, 22. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. The chance of some light rain by afternoon. The high, 46. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 36 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Where college football season never ends. The game with Ryan Fowler. Your home for Alabama. Tide 100.9. This is big boy football. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
some uh, very diverse music here. Listen right here. Here we go. If I had I think it would have changed Caleb Downs' mind. Two dozen roses from Pat's Floors, 1010 Queen City Avenue. By the way, those guys do an incredible job for me. John and all the great folks there really continuing the legacy of Darren. Darren was, uh, Pat was uh, his mother, and uh, they've been doing it for 60 years. 1010 Queen City Avenue, and John has been able to pick that up. And uh, we lost Darren a few years ago, just a great friend of the program. Uh, but two dozen roses. It affects a lot of things. I don't know if it, it might have been able to convince Caleb Downs to stay around, but I doubt it. Let's go to Tommy and Romulus. But do go down to Pat's Floors. Uh, they've done a great job for my family. They've done a great job for for many folks here in Tuscaloosa. Pat's Floors, Gourmet Baskets, all the fresh floral arrangements. Tommy, I got about three minutes right here. I can hold you over after the 5 o'clock hour. You let it rip, or we can go after 5. We can go after 5. Oh, look at you. Good you. All right, I'll put yeah, you I'm back on. Bust at you, today. you mad? You mad? Yeah, yeah. You insulted me. Yeah. No, I didn't put insult me on the spot you yesterday. I'm mad. I didn't insult you. I just uh, you put me on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Pat, Patrick Murphy busted that butt, didn't he? He heard. I, I heard he heard. Well, he should. You literally said that you would be at spring football rather than going to softball. Yeah. Probably hurt his feelings. I mean, did you see the meltdown of Nate Oates? You, you're not on social network. It's, no. I mean, you would have thought the guy did like a headlock. You thought he killed somebody oh, last night. You thought he would have headlock, uh, especially yeah. from Bugs. Uh, the Bugs have, have went crazy, which, I mean, you got Bruce Pearl and you got Hugh Freeze. Don't tell me anything about moral values. Please save me the uh, the <laughs> the misery. Thanks. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, it's just getting to be, everybody's happy. Save and retire, everybody's happy. And they're just loving this. they loving it. They ain't giving the guy two years to be head coach. He brought, you know, it's yours, Ron. The chip's going to fall with them. I've said that twice today. I'll say it for saying. And guess what? The portal is a two-way street. All right, we lose this and this, this. But you know what? We might find a dime in the road. Because, you know, there's somebody out there like, I want to come here. I'm going to prove to the world that I can play in the SEC and be successful. I'm coming to Alabama. It's a two-way street. So, you know what? You know, like I told you, you just made me make you say a prediction yesterday. I don't like to put pressure on the team. I don't want to, all these recruits we've heard now, oh, before all this happened, oh, the quarterback saying there's a second coming of Joe Namath, all this, and all this, the kid got enough pressure being quarterback at a major college school, but we make them out to be the savior of the world, which they are not. Now, when they leave, everybody's pissed to hell and back in the handbasket. I mean, you know, everybody's upset. Well, okay, let's keep it in perspective. I'm going to say something very awful, and you're going to have a stroke. So, Noah, get the ball oh, around him. Oh, Lord. Oh, Just don't get me fired now, Tommy. I mean, anytime somebody says this, I always get broke. nervous. This is going to be classic. Okay. Football is a game. It's not everyday life. Okay. The world did. The sun came up today. 
the sun would come up tomorrow. And it might be. It was a little slow Friday. coming out of the gate, though. I mean, the sun didn't get up to. Well, I know. I understand. Yeah. But there's still a little ice on the road. You know what? It's going to be fine. There's some kids say, man, I'm coming to Alabama because I want to prove the world wrong. And Proctor go to back home to Iowa. I wish him the best, but the sucker still needs. Do to you lose really? 40 pounds. Yes, he still need to lose forty pounds. I hope they feed him as well as we fed him here. Well, they're not going to get all. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, I know what I mean. Like I mean that's uh... real quick. If Alabama get two or three players transfer to Alabama from Washington, what's the first thing they're going to say? Oh. Alabama is raiding Washington, a runner-up in the National Championship. Can't they go out and recruit like normal? No, it's a whole different world now. Y'all got this Pandora box open? Pandora box is open now? It might bite you on the hiney, too. It's a two-way street. So I'm hearing all these several things about Alabama. Uh, have Auburn hiney coaches yet? From the, you know, after the two beloved family members departed, have they got them a defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator? I mean, people, this guy can coach, all right? He might not have been my first choice, but you know what? He's like, coach, he wanted the job. He wanted the challenge. All right. Well, he, has, he has moral values. I mean, Hugh Freeze well, has none. I know. And guess what, Alabama fan? Get behind them. Christian whining and crying. I'm being nice. I didn't say the B word. And get behind them. And uh, all this crap about... Now, I would say Nick Saban been playing players for 17 years. They've got Auburn, LSU, and Georgia fan been saying that. And Tennessee fan. All of a sudden, when he retired a week, the money dries up. One, he's not paying players. That BS. But like... So you know what? It's noise. And what I'm saying, probably a lot of noise, too. So it's going to, the chip's going to fall. It's going to sort of stuff out. And my choice was when you asked about going 10 or 2 to the plow, I just want to survive the 30 days. I'm going to get to a day, see who we got. Who really wants to be a Crimson Tiger to have the honor to wear that scripted A and get a diploma from the University of Alabama, that Nick Saban, for the last 17 years, we've had the highest graduate rate of any other SEC school. Tommy, think about that. Tommy, you're actually thinking that players value degrees? No, they don't value. In Some do. Three to five years, Some do, but I mean, that's not home. the motivating factor, I can promise no, you. No, but they're going to destroy the game. I listen to it, I'm going to say this word, a dumbass. He's got two helmets. He played for the Tigers. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know who you are. They went and put that. Nick Saban couldn't be in the pro. Just he's like a trophy. He demanded. I told my assistant coach, I made more money than you do. I don't have to do what you do. Well, guess what? Once you, all you geniuses out there, can't balance a checkbook, and by the time you're 25, you're out of the league, and you're broke. Then you whine about the university and how you've done wrong. Yeah. And you're moaning. Well, guess what? Let me ask you this. How many players have hit the portal overall? I'm talking about college football. Yeah, and Tommy, I'm, I'm against this break, man. I know you and I were going to hold it over, but uh, you, you finished thought right there. Well, 
I don't want to upset people. I want to upset one person. I didn't like the $25. Hey, real quick, uh, Steve Wolfong is says talking to Gary Downs, the father of Alabama safety Caleb Downs right now. He said his son should officially be in the portal in the very near future, and then he can start talking and hosting other coaches. Wants to try to make a decision within 48 hours. I'm not sure exactly what that means. but uh, Well, I wish him the best. I really do. I mean, but it's not about getting education no more. Is about money and college football. We don't have a salary cap. It's going to go hell in the handbasket fast. After I listened to a couple of announcements yesterday, I'm like, who are these? Yep. I got, I got to run, Tommy. Thanks, man. Right. I appreciate you. We'll continue with more of the game next. Todd, 100.9, TBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Dan Byer. Some sad news to start out in the NBA as Golden State Warriors assistant coach Dejan Milojevic passed away after suffering a heart attack during a team dinner last night in Salt Lake City, Utah. The Warriors jazz game scheduled for this evening was postponed yesterday. Milojevic, who also coached Nuggets center Nikola Jokic when both were in Serbia, was 46 years old. The Indiana Pacers are acquiring forward Pascal Siakam in a deal with the Toronto Raptors. Raptors getting three first-rounders and Bruce Brown Jr., Siakam's in the final year of his contract, and ESPN says that Siakam right now would consider re-signing with the Pacers this offseason. News just in as TMZ Sports says Thunder guard Josh Giddy will not face any charges following allegations. He had an improper relationship with an underage girl. Police in Newport Beach, California say the case is now closed. Ravens tight end Mark Andrews practiced fully today, as did Lions tight end Sam Laporta. Tony coming up in just a couple of minutes. Jared in Houston, Texas, Rich in Mississippi, and many others at 205-342-9904. It's 18 national titles, 30 SEC titles, 145 first-team All-Americans, 77 postseason appearances, 45 postseason victories, four Heisman winners, the NCAA all-time scoring leader, and the greatest college football coaches ever walked the sidelines as we get ready to talk some Alabama Crimson Tide football. We're taking your phone calls. We want you to jump in, 205-342-9904. Let's go to Tony in Tuscaloosa. Tony, good afternoon. You're in the game. How are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you, Ryan? 
it's a slow day. Well, I was just thinking about this time last <laughs> week uh, where we were at. Oh, my goodness. Well, the thing to think about is where we were this time a week and a day ago. Life wasn't so bad. You know, and now the roller coaster we've been on. But, uh, you know, things have gone crazy. Our, our basketball coach is pushing other teams. Yeah, but you didn't really think that was that bad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, well, give you me. You don't ever, you don't ever put your hands on another team's player. Ever. Okay. Ever. Ever. That, that cat should, I, I mean, I hate to say this, should have slapped the you-know-what out of Nate Oates. You don't ever put your hands on another place. They weren't in a fight. I mean, they were jawing or whatever, but it wasn't like Coach Oaks jumped in. And by the way, SEC has reprimanded him. So whether you know that matters or well, not, I mean, you know, and it, 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 it ended up not being as bad as it was. You know, I mean, I'm just saying that uh, I don't know if you watched the end of the game or not. I did, but Nate Oates. Knew he was in the wrong. Because he went he running, is, running. Yes. And, and what did their coach do? Blew him off. Blew him off. Blew him off. You, you, it's just the code. You know, just like when Woody Hayes put his hands on, you know, the, 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 the Clemson guy or other guys. You don't ever, ever, ever touch the other team's players. Unless, you know, Dale Brown jumped a Tennessee player one time in the SEC tournament. Because they were fouling Shaquille O'Neal. But they were beating the living daylights out of Shaquille O'Neal. Now, Dale Brown was completely wrong and went out there and did it. But when you saw that, you're like going, God, won't anyone stand up for Shaquille? You know, at least he went out there. That wasn't the case. You know, and I think Nate Oates has got a bit of a temper to him. And I think he can really, I think he's so intent, he can get into some moments. I think in the Houston game here, a couple years ago, he kind of got on the verge of doing something there, too. All right, let me ask you, and, and I know this is a hypothetical, okay? And then, look, I don't want to spend a lot of time Okay, on okay, it. and we'll, we'll move quickly. We we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah okay, so, but do you Go think, I, I know it's not a good image outside, but do you think that'll help him with building? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, because his team this is like, man, that's got, he's got my back. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There, there, there's no doubt. Okay. You know, right. it, it wasn't it wasn't like Coach Oates did anything but just gently guide the guy out. But he kept yelling at him. He kept yelling at him. You know, you you might do that, then you turn your head and you get to your team. But he kept like antagonizing him. But look, I'm gonna tell you right now. I guarantee you that team loves Coach Oates. They they already loved him beforehand. Sure. But after that. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Good observation. All right, here we go. Hollywood. Yeah. All right, so let's go to football. Sure. Uh, give me your reaction, man. It's been a busy, crazy couple of days. Uh, where do you want to go? Well, first off, I do want to put out this disclaimer. I have no idea what is happening behind the scenes. Okay. None. I don't know what Coach DeBoer is doing. I don't know what the assistants are doing. I don't know what staff that is left 
is doing, and I don't know what Coach Saban is doing. As in, if, if anything, if nothing, if everything, I have no idea. So I do want to put that disclaimer out. So I don't want people to read into what I'm going to say or what I might say in this call as if, oh, he knows something. It's going to be because I do. Okay. I do. I do not. Now, if you want to ask me a question or something and or whatever. I mean, I'm trying to see where you're going here. All right. Well, well, I'll just tell you that. um, Let me start off with this. Uh, I think from a coaching standpoint, we have made a giant upgrade. Wow. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm just saying that, uh, and, and, I, and that's not a shot at Coach Saban in, in any way. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying from a staff standpoint. One through 11. Ten assistant coaches yeah. and the head coach. You compare with what Coach Saban assembled, and I don't. Well, let's just say Tony, we were top heavy. If you know what I mean, we, we were we were we, top we heavy. Were. Yeah, we were, and we were also constrained. We were constrained. Who we could get, the quality of coach we could get, the knowledge we could get on. You don't bring your stuff here. You come here and we put our stuff on you, right? Okay, okay. So that's what Alabama is under Coach Saban. We got the Alabama way. Sure. And that's why Grubb didn't come. I mean, can you, as you're sitting there talking about this, Tony, I'm just sitting there going, okay, you've always been able to prepare for Alabama because you knew exactly what they wanted to do. And Mark May used to say, listen, man, Alabama doesn't hide anything. I mean, they don't disguise anything. Now, say it. How would you like to prepare for Alabama? How would you like to be Georgia? How'd you like to be Wisconsin? Because you know you're not going to show anything against Western Kentucky. You're not going to show no. anything against South Florida. Hopefully, no. you don't have to show anything against Wisconsin. Then Georgia comes to town. Is like, what right. do we expect? Good heavens! We're going to open up a can of whoop ass. God. What I'm telling you give. right now, I, I, I'm telling you right now, we are beating Georgia. And if we do? Because <laughs> we own Georgia. Georgia's Georgia. Besides yeah. one loss, we total domination of Georgia. We own them, and that's not going to stop. I'm going to tell you right now, but I am concerned. I'm concerned that I'm worried about the media. I'm worried about the fans. I'm worried about the administration because they're all scared of losing their jobs right now. They're all they're all scared to death over there. They're shaking in their boots over there because they don't know what's coming. They don't know him. He's bringing his own stuff in and all that. But I'm going to tell you right now, just look at the thing right here. What did, you, what did you think when you saw Kalen DeBoer at the football game, Coach DeBoer? What was the first thing popped into your mind? When you saw him there. At the basketball game? Yeah. Um, he's trying to get the fans on board, I assume. I mean. First thing I saw was, why is the guy wearing a blue Peter Millar thing for his first appearance at, in, in, at Alabama? Oh, okay. 
He probably hadn't. I mean, probably hadn't even been to home to change. Is my guess. Uh, well, well, <laughs> what did well, he wear Monday? Who, well, whoever picked that out. I'm just saying it's little things. You you were following the guy who was the all time greatest at doing the little things perfect. Okay. At doing it all perfect. And let me tell you, I, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here, and it's not against anyone. It's just that all I've heard for years is there'll never be another dynasty like this one. There'll never be another coach. There'll never, ever be. How do people know that? I remember growing up, and I was told there'd never be another Coach Bryant. There sure was. I was told we'll never see another time like this at Alabama football. We saw a better one. And when Coach Bryant left, we weren't recruiting that well. We didn't have the players. We didn't have the coaches. We didn't have the head coach. He didn't even know who was on the sideline. He's like, put Namath in. Coach, Namath hadn't been here in 20 years. We don't have that going on now. There is no reason. If anything, it ought to be easier for Alabama to duplicate and and continue to dominate. This whole thing of all, there'll never be another Coach Saban. There may not be. There may not be another Coach Saban. There definitely could be six national championships in what seventeen years. Man, I like where you're going. So, what what convinced you to go on to uh, the Kalen DeBoer bus? No, I'm not convinced. Oh, you sound like you are. Well, I, I I sound like I am Alabama. Okay. And I sound like I believe in the things are here or whatever, but Kalen DeBoer needs to be Nick Saban at the end of the 2007 season. He needs to have his pants on fire, and he needs to be on an absolute mission where he cannot be slowed down, he cannot be stopped, Nothing at the University of Alabama needs to be in his way. And he better not be doing anything that number one priority that goes against making Alabama better that day. He he can't be coming in here. Someone said, oh, you know, uh, uh, some, some reporter asked a question. Hey, uh. You know, the students say you've got three games, and he laughed. He goes, oh, I've got three? No, you don't have three. You, you do not have three because right now you have a meltdown going on with our players. And you know what that tells recruits? That tells, oh, well, he's introduced himself to the players. They ain't buying it. I'm just telling you. That's what's going on right now. You think if Nick Saban had come in and these all roles were reversed and then we had changed our coach we got and Nick Saban came in, you think we'd have an entire crew of people leaving? No, because Nick Saban has credibility and Nick Saban knows what he's doing and people believe in him. This guy is a nobody. And I'm not saying he may not be the most, the, the third best coach in Alabama history, potentially number one. 
because I believe the guy's got skills. I do. Hey, Alabama's just added another strength conditioning coach uh, here that has ties back to Ole Miss and LSU. So that means he's probably from the Tommy Moffitt school of things. Uh, his name is Matt Shadad. She did. Deed, maybe that's what it is, uh, Shady. That's what he said. Uh, and uh, that is just now breaking <laughs> according to footballscoop.com. So, uh, well, I uh, can't believe he went that, He went outside of the uh, the vaunted, uh, heralded, historic 2019 Indiana Hoosier coaching staff. Well, it looks like David Blue's going to stay around. And, and really, I think that's a perfect combination because David Blue's a speed specialist. Let him work with those guys. But, man, you talking about in the trenches, we need power, man. We need we power. We we got too many pushed around. Man. Well, well so. yeah, I, think, I think we're going to change a lot of that around. And I think, you know, I, <coughs> what, do you, what do you think it's going to say if all these Washington kids don't come to Alabama? There are so many things out there. Cool. That can blow this up. I'm just telling you, I don't care how good he is. And set us back three years. There's no reason to be set back. What are my expectations for next year? Yeah, what National are championship. Roll, Todd. National championship. Wait, we we're not we're not going backwards. We're moving forwards. That's why you go and get a guy like Kalen DeBoer. That's why you go and get a young coach that's supposed to be on top of his game. Who's the guy you had on there that said he was the second best coach in college football? Dave Bartu. Bartu. You know, going through Tulsa. That's why Byrne goes out and gets this guy. We could have got other guys. We wanted this guy. But let me tell you, he can't come in here thinking he's hit the jackpot. He needs to come here thinking that that Tuscaloosa is going to come with with pitchforks to his house every night if he doesn't make us a better team. And he doesn't win a national championship. And he's not a number one recruiting class. And he doesn't rob and steal and rape and pillage every roster that's available come time for transfer portal like being done to us now. We demand retribution and we demand excellence and greatness. And I think he can do it, but we all better hold him to it. And I don't want to hear him, and you're not going to like this one. I do not want to hear him make one freaking media appearance until after spring ball. I do not want to hear his voice. I do not want to see him. I don't want him on any radio show because that's not making us better every moment. He's got Nick Saban right there to do his time management, to get him lit, to get him focused on the job to do by the guy who did it and did it better than anyone else has ever done it. The pharmacy at Midtown, T.J. Thomas, he's the Nick Saban of pharmacists. You can refill a prescription. You can transfer the prescription. You make one phone call. Let them take care of those things. Uh, you say, well, I don't want to go through all this. Well, you don't have to. You call them at 205-752-0627 and let them call your current uh, pharmacy and let those be transferred there. We've got some pharmacies that are closing here in Tuscaloosa. 
TJ Thomas, multi-dose packaging, easy prescriptions, filling, medication saving. You're going to pay the same regardless of where you choose. No driving around the building at the pharmacy at Midtown. Tony? Hey, man. Good news. TJ texted me today. He said my, my, my meds, my psychiatric meds will be in tomorrow. So hopefully that will help. Hey, by the way, Lane Kiffin is in Tuscaloosa. He just tweeted out a photo of uh, he's in the city of Tuscaloosa. Lane, we welcome you. your daughters. <laughs> Lord have mercy. And wives and grandmothers. And your Twitter is probably one of the reasons why you're, you, you, you were not really a shot here in Tuscaloosa. But uh, just wanted to put that right out now. there. Your, your Twitter right. account, Lane, is probably one of the reasons why you, you didn't get a phone call. Well... Yeah, I know that hurts you because I know you stunned oh, me I'm a, a little big, on, the, yeah. on, the, on the Texas A&M thing because yeah, I, I thought he was going there. You took a little swipe at me. Not, 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 not on air, but off. <laughs> I haven't taken a swipe at you. I haven't taken a swipe go at ahead, you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just, I'm just a, just a little. Ah, soft little. Mm, I got to go, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Be good. But it's good catching up, man. Thanks. Tony in Tuscaloosa, the pharmacy at Midtown. Let me tell you about the paint spot, PPG products, Richard's Devo, locally owned and operated since 1971. Philip and all the great guys there, Matthew, Anthony, go see them. The paint spot located on 15th Street, close to the Hardin's Bakery, also in Northport on McFarland Boulevard, right there close to Highway 43. It's the quality paint, but more importantly, it's the expert advice. How do you do this? How do you do this? How, what's the best way to protect this investment? Don't do what I did a couple of years ago. We built a large deck going down to a dock on a, on a small body of water and, uh, we made some mistakes. We didn't put the quality paint, uh, and really got a little bad advice from one of the big box stores. And, uh, you know, that's my fault for believing them. Now I go to the experts and say, Hey, how do I do this? How do I protect that investment? We had to rebuild, uh, about a $24,000 uh, deck that we put on this past uh, summer. I wouldn't take it another chance. I literally had lunch with Philip and I said, hey, Philip, tell me how I can protect this where I don't have to go through this five, six, seven, eight years from now. He literally walked me through the entire process. He said, moisture here, when it gets to a certain level, that's when we want to introduce the paint. We did. And this is the the products that you need to go with. It is the paint spot with Philip Williams and all those great folks right there on 15th Street, close the Hardens Bakery. We'll continue with more of the game. Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Now, this hour is West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. The extreme cold and ice of the last few days has created problems for public works and first responders. It's taken a combination of ALEA, state troopers, Aladot, and mobile support teams from the Alabama National Guard to respond to the issues the ice and cold weather has created. Alabama star freshman safety Caleb Downs plans to enter the transfer portal. Downs, who won the SEC Freshman of the Year award, was one of the Tide's best defenders in his freshman season, finishing the year with over 100 total tackles and two interceptions. For these stories and more, log on to TuscaloosaThread.com. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice-daily email newsletters. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We've got ourselves a side street bang up now. 9th Street, Stillman Boulevard at Highway 11. You do want to watch out for that fender bender. Traffic is slowing down. And we've also got some pretty massive delays inside the construction zone. This is in the northeast direction of 2059, just before Joe Malisham Parkway. And that is costing you a big time solid. Back to Holly Springs Lane. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Tammy Thomas. House 1530 McFarland Boulevard eat southern be southern all the biscuit sandwiches the great southern cuisine like the bacon wrap meatloaf the fish and taters all the great sandwiches like the yard bird the great salads the daily lunch and dinner specials Monday through Saturday at Southern Owl House we've also opened up an additional part of Southern Owl House and expanded with our catering needs there to fulfill what you're looking for 205-248-7500 Ask for Taylor, 205-248-7500, catering from a small party to a large corporate event, Southern Owl House, 1530, McFarland Boulevard. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We're above freezing this afternoon. The sky mostly sunny, the high today, 37. For tonight, increasingly cloudy, not as cold as last night, the low 22. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, the chance of some light rain by afternoon, the high 46. I'm James Spann on the ABC 33. Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 34 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The longest running sports show in Tuscaloosa. The game with Ryan Fowler on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Dirt band, man, they can put on an absolute show. Uh, this is uh, this is good right here. No, I mean you've been all over the place today, and I love it, man. I mean I love the different uh, variety of music. Let's go to Rich in Mississippi. Rich, I'm sorry, I, I skipped over Jared. Rich, I'm gonna, I'll just have to apologize, Jared. Rich, continue. I'm sorry, you're in the game. Hey, Rich. No, Rich. How about Jared in Houston, Texas? Jared, uh, my apologies. How are you? Welcome into the game. I'm good, man. Man, glad to be here. Uh, no worries. It's 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 been a crazy week for all of us. For <clears throat> I know for you, for especially. But a couple things I want to talk about today. Last couple of days, I've called it at bad times, and there's nobody's fault but my own. But there's a couple of things I want to talk about today. First thing is is um, this Caleb Down situation. I've sat here and listened to people on your network, Corey Miller and others, talk about. Well, Caleb Downs is, you know, looking for a guy that can get him in the NFL. You know, we all know what Kirby Smart can do. We know what this guy can do, blah, blah, blah. Well, if I'm Caleb Downs, what Nick Saban's already done for him by putting him on the field and, and coaching him up and he's all, a freshman All-American, 
Caleb Downs can put himself in the NFL. He don't need any special coach or any special connection. The guy can play. He's, 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 he's a huge talent. And if he doesn't have the confidence in himself that, that he can put himself in the NFL, then shame on him. And I'm not, I'm not against Caleb Downs. I don't, don't take this the wrong way. I'm not jumping on any players. I'm just saying from what I've heard on your network today, um, especially Corey Miller, and I like Corey, got nothing against Corey, but he keeps talking about, you know, what Kirby Smart can do for him or what so-and-so can do for him. You know, Caleb Downs can get in the NFL on his own. Nick Saban put him on the field as a freshman, played starter, started every game this year, and was an all-freshman, all-American, all-SEC this, all-freshman that. This guy can put himself in the NFL. So what that tells me is, and I, and I believe Caleb Downs has sense enough to know that, and people around him have sense enough to know that, but it tells me it's about money. It's all about money. And um, we're either going to pay him or we're not, but if he goes, I wish him the best, and, and I know he'll have a bright future and, wherever he goes. And speaking of Caleb Downs, he's officially entered into the transfer portal. I think he yeah. was making plans there, but as of about seven minutes ago, he's officially in the transfer portal. So whether you, you know, what that means you know, I, I thought it was kind of unique a couple of minutes ago. One of the callers that means that he's probably already put a deal together. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, and and that's the thing when you when you begin and, and or he's trying to put a deal together. One of the two, but but you know, Caleb Downs. If you're listening, you don't need T. Rob or Kirby Smart or Nick Saban anymore, for that matter, to to, to get you in the NFL. You're a generational talent. You're a great football player. Just go out there and, and do the things that Coach Saban taught you that you need to do is, is you know, make the tough decisions to get better every day, and, and you're going to be there, you know. So it's, it, to me, it's all going to come down to money, and I, and I get it. You know, the, it's the wild, wild west now. There's, there's no rules. There's no, you know, there's, no, there's nothing punitive. And, that, and this goes to the second piece that I want to talk about with this, with this NIL and this transfer portal. There's nothing punitive for the player. The only punitive damage is for the school. They have a great player. He, you know, he, he, he helps them win football games. He does a lot of great things. And, um, okay, I'm going in the portal. Unless you pay me a bunch of money, I'm out. Well, what about all the money we've invested in the player? Education, facilities, um, coaching. You know, they roll off the red carpet for these kids, man. And, you know, I don't, I don't feel sorry for any of them. I, I want all of these kids to have a better life, and I want them to all have success. I don't want them to be broke. I was in college once, and I know what it's like to be in college. It sucks. Being, yeah, being in college but, being broke. But, but as Nick Saban told Pat McAfee a couple of days ago, Jared, there is no broke college kids anymore. No, he, no, he said, no, no. I mean, he no, literally no. said it. He goes, the experience that they have compared to the experiences that, you know, just a few years ago, it, it's different. Yep. I mean, yep. you know, and we've all noticed Look that. At, I mean, drop through the parking lot. Right. Look at the look at the nutrition I, program. I'll never forget this. Okay. Are you going to get to eat steak, lobster, and shrimp every day, Ryan? Well, no, no, I do not. But I'll never forget this. Okay. Ken Darby was a running back here at the University of Alabama, a pretty darn good one. Remember, um, remember, damn right he was. When I was a student assistant, him and I parked at the back end of the parking lot because we had the two junkers. Okay. He had an old yeah. LTD. 1978 80 model LTD. I mean, this thing was uh, loser and, blue, probably. And, and, yeah, <laughs> and I had a Chevy Cavalier um, station wagon, by the way, uh, in in the early 2000s. That was my uh, 
That was my thing. And so yeah. we parked at the back of the parking lot because we were so embarrassed because, you know, it might be leaking a little bit of oil. Uh, and, and we used to aggravate one another. You don't see that type of vehicles in the parking lot now. I mean, yeah, that's you, right. I mean, you go through that's and it's right. like, whoa, luxury, yeah. luxury, luxury. It's, front, sports it's cars, all frontline automobiles, yeah. man. I'm in the and car McKen business. Was, I know was I know a heck of a football like. player. I mean, he was a heck yeah, of a football player. He was a great football player. Yeah. He was a great football player. Sure was. But, but but to get back to the the transfer portal thing, um, you know, there's nothing punitive for the player. Okay, there's no drawback of these these funds that they've already collected, or there's no drawback of anything. There's there, there's nothing punitive. And and and, you, and I said I mentioned this yesterday. And these players want to talk about about they're making a decision that's best for their them and their company and their draft stock and their you know their business. Well, if if you want to if you want to be in business, you know, act like you're in business. These kids, there's got to be, unless there's a contractual obligation, there's nothing that's that's going to that's going to slow this down. How do you do it? I don't know, but but there's nothing punitive for the player. It's all it's all punitive for the school, and and for the fans and the community. And because you know you get these people get close to these players and they watch them play. They look forward to watching them on Saturday. They spend a lot of money on tickets to come out and watch them play and. You know, they buy their gear and they buy their their lank shirts and all this that, and the other. But you know, th- until there's something well, can, punitive, can, can I say something? I mean, since we're very transparent, you know yeah. what? You know what else? I did, I hated the lank stuff. Yeah, I, you know, because that really wasn't Alabama. Yeah, that's not what we're about. I didn't want to go there, but I'm kind of on your team. You know, I did. I didn't. You know, I mean, I, I get it, it was, was NIL, and it, it, it was you're right. It, but it's but, a way for these kids to raise money, man. It's you know, a for these kids it, to it was money. kind of the what when Jalen called out Bill O'Brien. You know, we talked about how that was unique. But when you step back a little bit, that's not Alabama. That's really not. It's really not. I mean, we it, don't really it, take. I mean, Coach Saban for 17 years has done nothing but show tremendous respect for people that he really doesn't have respect for. But he says, "Oh, there's he does. no question. There's no question." But That's the problem the you run into, that Ryan, I like to take, and and yeah, the problem you run into is is maybe Alabama can't be 100 percent Alabama sure. anymore because okay, the, because the, because the way that things are going, it's forcing you to do to do things outside the box that tip, uh, the typical yeah. Alabama program would do. Um, but but until there's some kind of punitive penalty for these kids. If they, if they want to, if they want to talk about it being a business, then act like you're in a business. Hey, Jerry, you know, because uh, if I'm in business, if I'm in business and I don't uphold my obligations, you know, I, I, there's consequences. There's consequences, and they don't go away. They don't go away until they're fulfilled. So, yep. you know, if you're in the NFL, just because your coach leaves, you don't get to leave because you're under contract. Yep. So. You know, it's hey, how Jared, do you fix it? I don't know. What, what's your city doing with D'Amico Ryan's? I exchanged a couple of text messages last night with D'Amico and uh, just told him. They man, love him. They love D'Amico. Amazing. Houston, amazing. He's, he's done what a fantastic you got? job. Yeah. He's got a lot of energy, and the people in Houston are feeding off his energy, man. They love him here in Houston. There's and you know, no question. If this would have been probably a year later or maybe two years later, he would have been a big option here. I have no doubt. Oh, there's no doubt. He's there's a absolutely. heck of a football coach, and and, and we love to make here in Tuscaloosa. He's a great taking, coach, and, and and he's a he's a guy that that ain't scared to hit you in the mouth either. Yeah, no, um, he was, a, he was our, a, our defense, our defense. Well, and and think made about Cleveland this. Look like nobody. Think about this. 
when the times got tough, people like D'Amico Rhines held it together in Tuscaloosa. We should you be forever grateful for people like D'Amico Rhines. And I'm sure you are 100% if, if, correct. And I'm going to interview him when the season gets over. We, we've talked, and he's going to come on at some point. We're going to celebrate him. But I, I almost wonder when he looks back at his life, how was that rough period shaped? You know, when the, when the world was against you, you didn't have a football coach. You had to develop into a leader, um, and people yep. had to follow you. Something tells me that probably shaped who he is today. And, and then look uh, what that got him, Ryan. Look what that got him. Yeah. Look what that. Look what being in the trenches and having to work and having confidence in your ability to make it to the league and play many years in the league to be a first round draft pick or whatever he was. You know, we drafted him in Houston. I mean, he was a fantastic oh, player here. He's a great player at sure Alabama. Played yep. for the Eagles for a I couple run, years. Jared. I'm, I'm... But anyway, how do you fix it? I don't know, but there's got to be something punitive for these players. Thanks, man. Have a great day. We'll continue. Roll with time, brother. Thank you, Jared in Houston, Texas. Uh, we'll continue with more of the game. Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Nukes Eatery right there on University Boulevard, 205 University Boulevard. Call ahead orders, 205-758-2455. We always like to say close enough that you can smell the championships. It used to be the fringe of the campus of the University of Alabama. Now the campus has built around them. When you're talking about a great sandwich like the Nukes Q sandwich or maybe a great salad, that macaroni and cheese is outstanding. The bowl of soup, a cup of soup as we uh, lower temps here in West Alabama, you can parlay those and you could pick a pair. Maybe it's a California-style pizza. Maybe it's the great chicken salad, the pimento cheese, catering from a small office party to a larger corporate event. Nook's Eatery, 205 University Boulevard, close enough that you can smell the championships. Go see Joel Bromfield and all the friendly folks at Nook's on University Boulevard. A Catch every game and every moment right here. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. you about the wharf if you're looking for a new pair of boots they got 60 different brands of boots justin tawny lava red wing georgia double h timberline laredo and many more if you got that waterproof boot or if you're looking for that insulated boot hey you know now's the time to be thinking hey i was not prepared for that cold weather because we've still got some of that uh, that'll be arriving uh, in the coming days when you look at the wharf open until 6 p.m uh, new pair of jeans wrangler levi lee carhartt clothing for those that work outside and you want to make sure that you've got the apparel to match the hard work. It is the Wharf since 1976. We're coming back. I'm going to get Dean on on the other side. Roy and many others. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Well, good news for you on 2059 on that northeast side. Just before Joe Malisham Parkway, we had some earlier construction slow goes, but now it looks like they've all dissipated. You do still have some heavy slow goes on Lurleen Wallace Parkway, and this is on the northbound lane starting at 24th Street, and this is going to take you back a ways. you got a long red line backing you all the way up to Jack Warner Parkway. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Tammy Thomas. Of serving Tuscaloosa and West Alabama. When you talk about the friendly staff at Pat's Florist and Gourmet Baskets, 1010 Queen City Avenue, when you look at the fall, 
floral arrangements. Maybe you're trying to lift someone's spirits a little bit under the weather, celebrating a birthday or special occasion. It's Pat's Florist, 205-345-5093, anniversary, birthday, get well, love, romance. Make someone smile today. Pat's Florist and Gourmet Baskets. The Game with Ryan Fowler, powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Let's continue. Let's go to Dinon. Dinon, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, how's it going, Ryan? I'm good. I'm good. I hope you are too. Oh yeah. Um, I've been listening to basically the show all day. And I got to admit, I kind of like the new lineup. Everything seems to flow real good. But uh, other than that, everybody keeps talking about the transfer portal. This one leaving, that one leaving. I had a guy at work today. He kind of went all crazy when he said, "Man, our our, our, our offensive lineman is leaving." I'm like, "Well, at least our quarterback could be safer, maybe." I don't know. We'll see. But the thing about it is, though, um, right now, as far as the Washington players that could be transferring, is it a good thing for us right now that these guys haven't went somewhere else that we know of as far as the ones we're looking at? Could these guys be coming in and being a part of this recruiting weekend? Or would you want those guys here during that time, uh, the recruiting weekend, big recruiting, you know, these guys might be coming Ooh, south. Well, I see time. what you're saying. Okay. Okay. You know, these guys aren't going anywhere. And at the same time, on top of that, I asked a guy today, I said, well, what happens if, say, tonight or tomorrow, Jim Harbaugh says, hey, tell you what, I'm going to L.A. To me, isn't it a very good thing that we got a certain Coach Graham, I guess we call him Coach, or General Manager Graham, that knows these guys? You know, I mean, everybody's panicking over who we're losing. I'm like, wait a minute, but guys, let's Yeah, let's what are we getting? Yeah, I see what you're saying. What are we let's getting in return? what we're getting. We're 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 losing um god bless him a building developing offensive lineman maybe well we might be getting a you know somebody equal to or better than he is sure. transfer in from washington we might we lost a center we might be getting a center because you know these guys looking at washington well and i um, think i think it's fair to to wait and react at that time uh Dion, but yeah let's see what we get but yes, it hurts to lose them. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, you know, I'm to, I'm about to the point now. I'm like, hey, if you want to leave, good luck. God bless you. It's what we're going. To, we have to get used to. It. We can't continue to get mad about this crap because guess what, folks? Apparently, it's not going to change until it changes. Sure. Yep. So hey. you know, I think having, but hey, only thing I would change about this whole deal is to heck with this thirty days, man. Let's hey, two weeks. You got two weeks. You know, it just draws out so long. You know, cut cut the cut the thirty day time down to about two weeks and let these guys do what they want to. Then we can move on and start rebuilding and or well, what do you want to call it? I don't say rebuilding, but hey, enjoy the show, man. Thanks. God bless and y'all have a good one. Dinon, thank you so much. Let's go to Roy in Kansas. Roy, one minute, let it rip. All right, let it rip. So we need we forgot when he was went to Wall I'm sorry, I, I lost you there. Repeat what you said when he went to Washington. And- when the coach was went to Washington two years ago, he had threes and twos. And the next year he goes and he goes to play for the championship. He's coming at least threes and fours, just not adding anybody, and then he's going to add to it. 
the, he's a builder of programs. Okay. He will do it. I mean, we've lost a few people. Yes. But all I can tell you is remember, he's a builder of programs and he has more than he's ever had said before. Thank you. Thank you, Roy. Corey Trustville. Corey, final minute. It's all you. Hey, Ryan. How you doing this afternoon? Good. Well, this is really testing my patience, Ryan. It really is. Uh, uh, I'm trying to to be calm about this, but cardiac org is going to blow in a steam stack. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, nothing I can do about it, but do, do you still have um, high expectations for the season, even though we're dropping like flies as far as losing uh, players? I, I think in 227 days, we're going to line up and play football. Well, hopefully we can keep still have a play, have a football team to play because our roster just keeps getting depleted. But hopefully we can like, hold this whole hold the road, you know. Got it. Thanks, man. Good talk to you, Ryan. Roll tide. Corey Trustfield, appreciate the phone call. We'll, we were not able to get to all the final calls right there. No, always appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, great selection today. We want to thank our law enforcement officers, EMTs, firefighters, first responders, highway patrol. We thank you. We salute you. We remind you that we call this program the game. The only way that you can win the big game, the game of life, is to walk daily with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Good night, T-Town. Listening to the game with Ryan Fowler, powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, on your home for Alabama sport, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tune in to Tide.